hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Racing HQ. We're all locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. 21st of January 2023. Good morning. Welcome to Racing HQ Saturday. Great to have your company wherever you are listening to us around this great nation of ours. You might be on the Tab app. You're not in New South Wales, and it's good to have your company. Away we go. It's race day, a big Saturday of racing. Tell you what, we sit here in seven days' time, and we'll be talking about the expressway stakes. And that means that autumn's almost here. In the middle of summer, but that's uh, that's what we're dealing with. Some big horses out at the trials in recent times. Some good trialers, some exciting prospects, and a solid ten race program. Carrington Stakes Day at Ramick, and um, just uh, driving up to French's Forest this morning to where we do the show. It looks a, a, a nice enough day in Sydney. A bit of rain around. This week, we'll hear from Michael Wood, track manager, shortly there at Ramick as to how the track uh, rates for today and uh, what kind of a rating he puts up, but uh, it looks a nice enough day around the place. Uh, there's a bit to get through on the show this morning because we'll go around the grounds, all our track reports. Brody Nixon with a couple of trialers. He found a winner or two during the week out of the trials as well, did Brody. A uh, couple of ladies before 7 o'clock that might uh, have a bit of a say in today's proceedings. Alicia Collett is there for a chat. Tash Burley came back to us yesterday afternoon and said, yep, good as gold. I'll come on for a, a bit of a chat. And uh, Brett Devine to talk all things Australian Turf Club. If you're thinking about the Autumn Carnival, now is the time to buy your tickets and to get involved. After 7 o'clock, Duff is back. Ron Duff is here back in the chair for the Autumn. And uh, Ron's going to have a chat. Who you had there? Bjorn Baker. Just after 7 o'clock, had to let Bjorn get away to the gym, so we do Bjorn nice and early there. Uh, ben Hayes, we're trying to get a, hold of, uh, get a hold of Ben Hayes. Bit of a chat. Lindsay Park, um, good chances in Sydney and in Melbourne today. Uh, Brett Robb, we'll flick Brett a text. He might be on the road and pull over and have a chat to, to Brett about his runners today. Uh, Jared Austin looks like Elvis. He's right in the mix again today. Dylan Gibbons uh, to, towards eight o'clock, and we'll see how we're going time-wise. We might fit him in. Scott Singleton, uh, Scott Singleton, Scott Singleton has runners today. Don't worry. Uh, but Scotty Spackman has Rocket Tiger in. He came on the scene with a bit of a boon that horse. So. Uh, yeah, there's a bit to get through interview-wise. After eight o'clock, Brad Gray joins us. Glenn Munsey's on holidays. He's taken a holiday. Um, extraordinary. Anyway, no muns, but uh, I'll uh, I'll do the prices. Can't be that hard, can it? So I'll uh, I'll do the prices there after eight o'clock. Um, look, after nine o'clock, we'll do the Melbourne form. Our thoughts and uh, the thoughts of the racing world, we, we know uh, are with Dean Lester at the moment, quite a battle he has in his hands, a health battle. Uh, there is a GoFundMe page, which I will talk about as we go throughout the day. That'll be over $200,000 now to uh, to support what Dean has in front of him. And I'm sure Ron Duffus, will have a comment about his great friend uh, and um, the battle he has ahead of him, Dean. And uh, we'll mention that GoFundMe page a number of times during the show. Michael. Maxworthy, 
On the backup from the Gold Coast on Thursday has the Doom and Form. Wayne Harris has done the form for Kemble Grange behind the gates. What is it with these tab guys? Hurls is on holidays as well. I don't know, I don't get it. As, Mun- as, as Munns would say, we're here to sell bets on racehorses, aren't we? Anyway, that's okay. Brad Davidson, Darren Flindell, myself, we'll do behind the gates. Uh, we are good at getting three out of four legs uh, at this multi, but we'll try and nail all four legs today. Davo, Darren, after 10 o'clock. I know you love the quiz. Paul Ambrosoli at 11 o'clock. You Ramick trainers ring in and try and win some wine. Peter Ellis with the uh, Adelaide form. Tim Owens back with trading places to find out how the tab will play this meeting today. Let's get to Ramwick. We are racing at Ramwick today. Ten races on Carrington Stakes Day. Michael Wood is track manager and is with us. Hello, Michael. Hey, Richard. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. Pretty good. Can't complain. How's um, how's the week been for yourself and the team? A little bit of rain around the place. What can you tell us? Yeah, we've sort of seen all seasons this week. Um, you know, we had a couple of warm days there at the start of the week and Wednesday was, I think, our first time we got above 30 for about about 12 months. So uh, that was good to see. And then, um, yeah, a fair bit of rain on Wednesday night. We've had almost 20 mils and and really haven't seen the sunshine since. So um, thankfully, though, we've woken today to what looks to be a beautiful morning. What rating do we go at for Carrington Stakes Day? Yeah, we're a soft five this morning. Uh, penetrometer of 5.40. So, look, there's still plenty of juice into the ground. Obviously, we... We copped a couple of showers yesterday uh, through the morning and then some very light stuff through the night, uh, 1.2 in the last 24 hours. But, um, look, the, the track looks in great order. Um, they've just got their toe into the ground nicely today, this morning, and the, the feedback was at somewhere around that 5-6 range. So um, just with how it read and the, and the impact they had on the track, um, so five this morning. Bit of a schedule coming up. Uh, autumn preparations, you would have begun a while ago, Michael. These these big races are just around the corner now. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's always exciting. It seems that we, we do jump quite quickly from carnival to carnival, but you start thinking about it sort of straight after Everest and, and uh, the big dance day. So, um, look, the track's in great order now. It's good to see some, some warm weather because the, the Kai is really coming on and, you know, that'll only continue to get better as we head into the autumn and then uh, hopefully set us up nicely for a bit of a drier 2023. Just the rail again today, Michael? Yeah, we've got it out at four metres today. Um, look, we had a couple of weeks off. Uh, last race meeting was there on, on New Year's Eve. So, um, as I say, the track's in great order. There's, there's not a mark on it. It's a shame they got a run on it, actually. <laughs> they say you know, we race today, obviously. Rose Hill Gardens next Saturday for Expressway Stakes Day. And then 4th of February is Ramwick for Eskimo Prince Day. And then the 11th of February back at Ramwick for English Millennium slash Apollo Stakes Lightfingers. So uh, it is on, Michael. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think once we get to sort of English Millennium Day, we, we really know we're we're kicking off because after that we're sort of we're into those group ones Chippy Norton Stakes and, and Ringwick Guineas and then, then we're at the championship so um, yeah definitely exciting times Is the radar looking kind enough for Sydney today? Yeah it seems to be they, I think they had some slight chance of a, a very very light showers but the way it's sort of dawned this morning um, you know it's bright sunshine and blue skies above us so uh, top of 25 and, and not a great deal of wind that should impact the races so yeah, just in for a good day, I think. Thanks for the report and good luck today, Michael. Many thanks. 
Thanks, Rich. All the best. Good on you. Michael Wood there at Ramick. Yeah, nice day in Sydney and uh, a soft five. And sun comes out, you think there would possibly be some kind of improvement on that. But we start on a soft five. Yeah, a lot of rain. Um, a lot of rain there uh, on Wednesday night uh, for those uh, that went to the Elton John concert would have been a bit different. I had the pleasure of going on Tuesday night. I'm not an El- I never sort of I don't I don't own an Elton John record at all. But goodness me, what a performer that man is! Wow, unreal. Anyway, there you go. We digress. Let's get to Kembla Grange and the beautiful Illawarra today, and they're racing at Kembla Grange. And Dave Anderson's on the line for a chat. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Richard. What's happening? Uh, what's happening? We just put a horse over the track, Block Ryan rode it, and uh, we've come up. We're going to keep the track at a soft five at this stage of the morning, Richard. I had a millimetre of rain overnight, 14 for the week, and I irrigated earlier in the week when it was a bit warmer with around 20 mils of irrigation. So, rails out plus four for the entire. That just sounds um, just nice there, Dave, from the sounds of things. Nice. Any chance of an upgrade? Well, Brock said that it, it, there's a chance this evening that we may go through and get an upgrade. It's um, said it seemed to probably a touch touch softer around the bottom turn and and that, and uh, which is always happens when we start to get some rain and the, the track sort of tends to go a bit softer. But um, yeah, we'll kick off on a five and and um, we'll see how it progresses through the day. Our viewers are having a look at the uh, the bomb radar there. It looks uh, nice and clear around the place at the moment. Yeah, there was some showers off the coast, and there was a. It looked like we were going to get something a bit earlier, but um, uh, that's cleared, and and uh, the radar is looking looking okay. And forecast is for the possible chance of a shower this morning, um, decreasing towards the afternoon, and top of twenty four. So hopefully that that comes to fruition, and we don't get any. Okay, any kind of a breeze to to speak of that it might affect any runners today. No, at the moment it's actually quite calm, which is very unusual for Kemba Grange. But um, they were talking uh, East Norris winds probably around the 15 to 20k mark. Um, that shouldn't really affect anyone. Beautiful. Good on you, Dave. Nice report and uh, good luck with your meeting there today. Thanks, Richard. Have a good day, mate. Dave Anderson, Kemba Grange. Of course, um, it is this time of year, at any time of year, you see... Horses get down to Kemble, the promising types. They take care of business down there, and then they might just bob up as a carnival horse. Who, who knows? We, um, uh, plenty of our listeners would have seen good horses go to Kemble Grange and break their maiden. Did English win their on debut? Thought Bentley Biscuit might have gone there. I mean, you could say the same for Newcastle, Gosford, Wine. There's good horses bob up anywhere, but certainly Kemble Grange. I remember being down there one day at a, a pretty quiet. Uh, might have been a midweeker or a provincial. Was it late May? Can't remember. Uh, Ace High came out and won. Well, he's a nice horse. And about four months, five months later, he went and won a Victoria Derby. So uh, we'll just see what happens down there at Kembla today. Who knows? Uh, some good uh, good types stepping out, that's for sure. Likewise, at the Valley today, racing in Melbourne at the Valley, Marty Sinan's there to give us a track update. Marty, a very good morning to you. Morning, Richard. How are you? Good, thank you. Can you set the scene in Melbourne for us, please? Yeah, beautiful day in Melbourne today. Uh, going to be a top of 24. Um, tracks currently rated a good four. Rail back in the true, uh, first time since mid-December, but we were at the two-metre position on New Year's Eve, so tracks had a good three-week break. Uh, we had 12.5 mil of rain on Wednesday, and we've also put on 55 mil of irrigation for the week, so tracks got plenty of moisture in it. Do expect an upgrade sometime, but probably late in the afternoon. So you sound uh, satisfied with the way it presents. Nice, nice little break helps you guys get it where you'd like it. 
Yeah, without a doubt, and we've got a pretty busy schedule now. We've got, like, I think uh, about nine meetings in the next ten weeks, so right through to the end of March. So starting off on a really good track today, and we'll hopefully have a good racing, uh, summer racing series and get through that with the All-Star Mile later in March. Good on you, Marty. Nice report. Good luck today. Thanks, Richard. Good on you, Marty. Sign and there you go. Good for at the Valley Conditions. Spot on for a solid program there. And, of course, Mark Hunter will be one out and uh, we'll go through the form with Mark Hunter for the Valley Racing today. Let's get to Doombin. I think this summer carnival's over up there. I think it's come to an end. Uh, let's check in with a man who can tell us a bit more. That's Ross Smith. Hello, Ross. Hey, Richard, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, sort of, I don't know whether the, the foot comes off the pedal at all, Ross. It's an important meeting up there today, but Summer Carnival's uh, just about wound down by the looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gold Coast racing at last, so yeah, it was, um, we're back to, back to normal again. Uh, how does Doombin look for today, Ross? Yeah, we've come up with a good four this morning, Richard. Um, We've had 18 mil of irrigation for the week and four, to, four and a half mil of rain. We missed the rain yesterday. They forecast 10 mil yesterday and went everywhere bar us. Okay. So, been a bit testing yesterday, but anyway. Um, what's it like this morning in Brisbane? Got a bit of cloud out to the east, but there's nothing that'll come through here. And to the west, it's nice and fine. So it's going to be a fine day. Uh, I've got a southwesterly blow at the moment and turn around to the southeast again this afternoon. So it's there's no moisture on the leaf at all at the moment, so it's a nice track, nice cover of grass. Okay, you sound happy enough, Ross? Yeah, rail's back at two and a half metres, so there's plenty of room for them, so and it's growing well at the moment too, so Beautiful. Good on you, Ross. Nice report. Good luck today. Thanks, Richard. Ross Smith, good four at Dooman. So Ramwick, Ramwick's a soft five. Kimmel's a soft five. Mooney Valley, the Valley, a good four. And Dooman is a good four as well as we go around the grounds to our various track managers. Just chasing up Lucas Brown there at Gawler, but we might head to a break here on Racing HQ Saturday. Away we go. Good to have your company. Sky Thoroughbred Central, Sky Racing 1 for the first part of the show until 9 o'clock. Um, uh, download the tab apps, a good way to listen to us right throughout the morning. Or how about the radio? Just do that. The wireless uh, is also the right way to go about it. We'll take a short break on the other side. Look, we'll, again, we'll try and get you a Gawler uh, update. Brody Nixon with a couple of trial horses. And before 7 o'clock, Alicia Collard, Tash Burley and Brett Devine. A break and back with more. Mum, there goes a bunny rabbit. Where? At Bingley. Quick, call someone. It's okay, Mum, they're imaginary rabbits. It's Chinese New Year, the year of the rabbit. Very funny, Lionel. Do you have any imaginary idea for it? How about a bonus 10% Bingley gift card on selected products, $200 and above? That's a great way to celebrate Chinese New Year. I wish I had something to celebrate. Take an imaginary day off. Thanks, Mum. Don't miss our bonus Bingley gift card this Chinese New Year. Bingley, better living every day. It's a big week of harness racing at Juni from Tuesday night, January 24, with the Pacers Cup party Saturday night, January 28. Party night is sure to be a fun family night out with on-course entertainment galore, including live music from Nathan Lamont and Jumping Castle for the Kids, as well as plenty of bars, food and tap facilities, plus the mini trotters in action and mechanical bull riding. Follow the Juni Harness Racing Club on Facebook for updates. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Bet 
fixed odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Mooney Valley and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see your local expert at Drummond Golf. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. 14 minutes to 7, 14 to 6, if you happen to be with us in Queensland, wherever you are. Away we go. It's race day. Um, Racing all around the place today. And uh, the number of horses are resuming at Ramwick and other places today. That means they have come through barrier trials, some of them to get to the races. And that's an opportune time to welcome in our trial man. He doesn't miss a trial. He watches them all. He reports on them all. And that is Brody Nixon on the backup from Sky One last night. G'day, Brody. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, everyone. How do you handle the turnaround there? You're there with Lewis Willoughby, Sky One, covering off all the races. few hours sleep and you're on again. Yeah, I get a bit jealous when Lewis gets to leave after Canterbury and Cranbourne on the Valley's run and one, and I have to sit there for a little bit longer. But no, it is good. Um, it is good when you do what you love. It makes it a lot easier, doesn't it, Richard? They they call it a job, Brody. They call it a job. And um, if if you'd been following your tr- uh, your trial articles and trial watching, Brody, am I right in saying you might have had something on Fourth Spargo at Wyong during the week? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, I had something on Force Spargo, and I don't know if you saw um, the post-race interview on SDC. It was, a, um, it was a very lovely interview. She only has a small team there, Danielle, and she did a terrific job with Force Spargo, and I think it might be a decent little horse there as well, Richard. Yeah, no, she uh, she does a great job with those horses. Gabby, $6 uh, around that kind of quote for Force Spargo, but these are the horses that do bob out of the trials that you're keeping an eye on. What have you found for us today, Brody? What do you want to what do you want to focus on out of the trials? Well, speaking of last night, the quick backup and horses, I had um, I got a Mansfest at the six dollar opening quote on Wednesday, and I was giggling to myself. It was the first race we covered in the shift, and unfortunately, when he missed the kick, it was a bit quiet in the studio after that. But we'll go on. Uh, race number one here. This at Randwick today. This is a ripper, isn't it, Richard? A lot of very good young debutants, especially coincides being crunched for Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bott. Every horse they seem to be presenting at the races go really, really well at the moment. But I'm really keen on the seven Mojave Desert. Now, it's important to note this horse is very, very much a work in progress. I don't know if today will be the day for him, and I don't think you'll see the finished product at all for a, a little while. He went to the trials last prep. He was fairly good. He was okay. The first one left a bit to be desired, but he made a good improvement to the second. Chris Waller tipped him out for a spell. His return trial, this preparation was terrific. He could have won it easily if he was asked. Nashville is aboard, settled him three wide into the running line, cruised into the trial. He could have really won the heat, but Nash, as soon as he asked him for a little bit of an, gave him a little bit more rain, he quickened very quickly. And then as soon as he got towards the front, Nash eased him right back down. So 
Gate number 13, I don't mind it. The likes of Rockabilly Rebel and Coincide are going to go very, very fast up front. Look for Mojave Desert just to settle in the back half of the field, just settle under his own steam and hit the line really strongly. Today won't see the finest finished product, but I think he's got a motor. Now, we're talking about this race on form line, uh, Brody, and I know 1,000 metres, sure, you, there may be a golden slipper horse bob up, but there can also, and as Darren Fennell made the point, there can be a, a size produce horse uh, or a champagne horse that might just be working home and people say, yeah, I like that horse for a bit further. Might not be a slipper horse, but certainly a horse for the future. And the JJ Atkins as well will pop up very quickly. And Chris Waller's just been a master at bringing these horses through towards the JJ Atkins up in Queensland. So you're spot on, Richard. Every single one of these two-year-old races, you might not see the slip of horse, but there's plenty more very good races to be won as well. Uh, we go from race one to race eight. think uh, Kanazawa's going to be in the market, but back to the trials to keep this fella ticking over. And it was a very, very nice piece of work as well. $4.20 is drifting as well in the last few moments. I have noticed. I took a shorter quote last night. So $4.20 is getting out slightly. Interesting to see who they do come for. Kettle Hill, as we saw that boom horse from Victoria came over. It was disappointing on on New Year's Eve, but he's going to be very hard to beat. But Kenazawa is going to be awfully hard to beat as well. As you'll see in the trial here, this was at Rose Hill and the Godolphin Blue Silks just... The jockey didn't sneeze aboard him. He was just so, so strong through the line. Sitting outside it is the Peter and Paul Snowden horse, that revolutionary Miss Philly there. She was quite good at the trials a couple of runs before, so I think she's going really well. But Kanazawa, he did have the race fitness on its side, but he was really strong through the line. He was a good last start, winning, defeating Green Shadows. Before that, really good behind Democracy Manifest in Cuban Royale. Fairly lightly raced with just the 11th start, and I think he can strike once again with Dylan Gibbons claim off that trial. It's an open market, isn't it, Brody? Kanazawa, 4.20 favourite. Kettle Hill, $5. Frumos, $7 if you like Frumos today. I quite like it today, Brody, for what it's worth. I think she can go back to back, and I think with as far as Tazarel goes, 8.50. We'll hear more from Brad Gray about that horse during the form. But open market, but you think Kanazawa can, uh, can go in and go back to back? Yes, I do. And I'm really glad you mentioned Tazarul. I really like this horse's trials. He's the son of Fastnet Rock now. He's had two foals to race. Apologies. Tirana, his dam, has had two foals to race. They're both Group 1 winners. One is a dual Group 1 winner over the 2000 to 2400. And the youngest filly has had two career starts as a two-year-old. It might be a three-year-old, in fact. She won on debut. Then she won a Group 1 at start number two for going out for a spell. So Tazarul... The breed lines are there. The family's there. I think he might need a little bit further. You can see just the replay here. Thank you very much to the team down the line for presenting this. Now, he sits outside the leader, Richard. And as you mentioned, you're going to speak to Brad Gray. This horse has got a lot of upside, doesn't he? He does. He does. And I suppose well worth a throw at the stumps and real yard watch. We'll have Chantel Buckley in the yard all day long as well. So race one and race eight, the trial horses there, Brody. Yes, please. Race one, number seven, Mojave Desert. Really like this horse going forward. As Richard really importantly highlighted, he might not be today. He might not be the golden slipper horse, but maybe the size, maybe the JJ Atkins. He's a work in progress, but I think he's very, very talented. But you can really bet with confidence today with Kenazawa. He's going really well. The trial was terrific, and he's got that young gun hoop, Dylan Gibbons, aboard. Okay, skyracing.com.au. That uh, that website has been updated in recent times, Brody, and that's the place to go for all of your trial reports. 
Yes, it is. Every Tuesday, we produce our Spy Files report with eight horses we highlight. I join yourself every Saturday morning. Mark Holmes every Monday morning, the morning line. So we've got an extended segment so far this year, which is terrific. And in between plenty of other racing news on the Sky Racing website, Alex Nolan does a ripping job with a lot of articles as well. A lot of runner-by-runner previews for the weekend's features. Good on you, Brady. We'll speak next Saturday morning. Have a good week. Thank you, Richard. Pleasure as always. Best of luck on the punt. Brady Nixon with his trialers. He keeps a close eye on those horses. And, um, well, from now on, the, these big horses are stepping out right around the place. One young lady who'd be looking to link up with a nice horse or two in the coming weeks and months is Alicia Collett. She joins us uh, to have a chat about her rides for today. G'day, Alicia. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Tell us about Dancing Alone. Thought She looked pretty good there at Canberra yesterday. Yeah, she's probably a horse with a lot of upside and plenty of potential to be there. And she, um, look, she's very quirky. She uh, obviously, punters would have been a little bit nervous when she was getting checked out by the vets yesterday. Um, but no, she's a beautiful horse going forward. Trolled well and ran up to those as well. She did, and she's only going to improve from that run also. She still did a fair few things wrong, um, but the way she lent in that last 150 metres, that's what it's all about. Okay, you're going to be there at Randwick literally all day today. Races 2, 5 and 10 at the moment. Let's go to race 2 for a start, and you are partnering with Nick O'Shea. Look, he draws a good gate. He's a nine-year-old these days, and he can certainly bob up on his day. He certainly can, and he's probably nearing his peak distance. A um, little bit of seeing how the track will happen today also. Um, look, he hasn't been too far away in his last couple of runs. Um, look, he just needs things to go right, and he could be in the top sort of four or five. Okay, Bryce Hayes. Bryce, he has uh, a couple of these horses going really, really well. He has, has the whole team going well, let's be honest. Uh, race five, number 10, another cognac. We were there at Warwick Farm when he, uh, when he won well the other day. Uh You've ridden this horse before. Tell us about another cognac. Yeah, look, no, Bryce has got the team going really well at the moment. Um, last start, obviously, he stripped a lot fitter for that run at Kimber Grange. Um, out on the track on Tuesday, worked really well. He's very sharp and well within himself, so I'm expecting a bold run. And I think the 1100 is probably going to be right up his alley, and he's really been wanting that, um, especially after the 1,000 the other day. Draws a good gate. Gets, uh, you hopefully get the right kind of run. Yeah, look, I think they're going to really go quick in this. Um, obviously, they want to be on Bakers. Uh, it did up by 10 the other day, going um, over above time. So I'm imagining we're really going to run along, which is probably going to be suited to us because we're going to be finding ourselves sort of midfield just off them. And race 10, number 11, poor Curry Curry. She's pretty handy, and uh, you're hoping she can go back-to-back. Definitely. Um, obviously, uh, Nash is out at the moment. Um, he's had another week off, so luckily I've been able to pick this ride up. But I've been able to have a sit and stare on her, obviously, at the trials before she won last start, and she gave me a very good feel. Um, she had a lot in hand, so it would be very nice to see. Obviously, the 1100 again today, but it should be run to suit. I know you're focusing on today, Alicia, but um, why on tomorrow? Uh, race five, Bridget Wenlock. She was Big odds the other day. I thought she finished off pretty well in your riding of that day. Yeah, she ran in town that day at the Kensington, uh, sorry, at Randwick, yeah. and she ran on very well. Um, interesting to see what she does from that barrier to mind, what the instructions will be. I would be expecting a bold run from her. Um, I don't know about the wild track. That's going to be my only thing out of a query if she gets around those, that corner um, very well. 
But no, she's probably a horse that will be improving from the first up run and she will be knocking on the door sooner than later. Appreciate you joining us on Race Morning, Alicia. Good luck today. Perfect. Thank you. Good on you. Alicia Collett, yeah, she has three nice rides, good chances certainly, and uh, always nice to chat with her on Race Morning. Tash Burley comes to town. It's not with Poker Jack today, who is the king of the highways. It is with another promising, a couple of horses, certainly Iron Will and Smarter Than You, so it's Al Maharin. Tash, good morning to you. Good morning. Just uh, just quickly, Poker Jack, what a, what a ripper that horse keeps being for the owners. <laughs> he's been great, even for the stable. Like, he's so small, I just wouldn't have thought that Jack would be our pin-up boy at the moment. He's won his three highways and He's, uh, he's just been unstoppable. He's been great. He has. Uh, so today's highway, um, are both horses going to come to town? Iron Will and Smarter Than You? Yes. Yep. They're both heading to town today uh, for the highway. Okay. Um, both drawn pretty well, really. Um, we're not always blessed with the best of gates. So today is just that little more exciting because we have drawn sort of five and seven, which is pretty good. Both horses come to the race via different ways. I think we're showing our viewers here Iron Will and uh, comes through that midweek benchmark form. We just spoke to Alicia about another cognac who won this race, but mm -hmm. what did you make of Iron Will's run the other day? Yeah, we were pretty happy with it. Um, it was a lot stronger for him, naturally. Um, and it was just a really good experience for him. He's just a little bit dancey in the yard, but nothing uh, over the top and he handled the whole experience pretty well he had to really uh, stick his nose out and run along hard up the running um, so we were pretty happy with how he handled the whole day and how he pulled up and everything like that um, we thought about running him in the three-year-old race at Randwick today as well but it's um, the highway is a lot easier so we'll keep him at the country class and um, we'll see how he goes today over 1,100. And uh, smarter than you. She's still only lightly raced. Just start 13 for her today. Yeah, she is fairly lightly raced. And um, she's no slouch really either. She's putting a few good runs um, here and there, a couple of nice wins. She went to a highway last prep, uh, but it was sort of more toward the end of her preparation. And it was when the tracks were really, really heavy. So um, she just, she didn't handle the, Randwick or the Sydney heavy track. Um, so I sort of hope today that we'll see a much better run from her in town at the under, other end of a preparation um, and just see that she can run on and put her name up there and, yeah, something to work towards for the future. And race eight, uh, the stable favourite, Al Mahaha lines up. Hannah Williams in the saddle. He Look, he's the rank outsider in the race. Uh, what are your thoughts on today? Yeah, dear old Al, he's going around again. Um, he's We're just sort of whittling his benchmark down, really. Um, he's down to a 75 now. So we're going to take three off his back today with Hannah. And um, he's drawn well, relatively well, too. So she should be able to pop him in a nice position. And hopefully he can work home well enough. Um, we'll just see with Al. We're just, like I said, we're just trying to get that rating down. And we'll give him a few more starts and reassess again and um, see where he can sort of head to. He's still, his rating's still really, really high in the country, so uh, he's just a victim of circumstance having to go to town all the time. But um, 
he tries his hardest every time he goes to the races he puts in. It's just that he's a little bit um, out of his depth, really. Suppose that's what happens, Tash, when you win six hundred thousand dollars as well. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. A couple of golden cups and championships and all that sort of stuff. So um, that's just where he's at. But yeah, he's still giving the owners some fun, and he's really well. So. Hopefully you can run a good race today. He's a ripper. Good on you, Tash. Thanks for the chat on Race Morning. Good luck today. Thank you. Tash Burley, yeah. Um, a big, big chance, both of her highway runners, that is for sure and certain, as uh, we get to, uh, what, two minutes past seven here on Racing HQ Saturday. Are we off to a break? A break and back with more. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed price training fees. Our horses are country trained and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Randwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www.patriotbloodstock.com.au Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. It's a big week of harness racing at Juni from Tuesday night, January 24, with the Pacers Cup party Saturday night, January 28. Party night is sure to be a fun family night out with on-course entertainment galore, including live music from Nathan Lamont and Jumping Castle for the kids, as well as plenty of bars, food and tap facilities, plus the mini trotters in action and mechanical bull riding. Follow the Juni Harness Racing Club on Facebook for updates. A forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers, and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota Counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Uh, General Manager for Communications for the Australian Turf Club is Brett Devine. And Brett, as I say, good morning to you. Karen's and Stakes Day and punters better get used to a stakes race every day for the foreseeable future on a Saturday. The carnival is literally here. Hello, mate. Yeah, good morning to you, Richard. Good morning to all the punters. A uh, happy 2023. I haven't spoken to you, I don't think, uh, this year. And as you, you too, mate. Alluded, as you just alluded to, Rich, uh, wow, it's just coming so fast, isn't it? Less than 60 days, I think. Let's uh, get technical. 56 days to the long jeans golden slipper at least, but even earlier the carnival. And Black type racing today returns, and every single week now, every Saturday that we talk, uh, there'll be a listed or even a group race all the way into April. So an exciting time, 2023. Has there ever been bigger times or bigger 
expectation in Sydney racing than right at this stage. Uh, great day today. Look at this weather. Uh, and well done to Michael Wood and his team now. Soft five is going to get to a perfect track. Uh, every owner and trainer, anyone in racing wants to win a golden slipper, and there are some fairly large numbers there in the second acceptors there, Brett. Look, Richard, this race never really needs promotion, does it? And we and we say it every year, this is the race that everyone wants to win. It's the race that shapes the racing and breeding industry in Australia like no other. Well, look at these figures. 440 second acceptors is an all-time record in the near 70-year history of this race along Jean's Golden Slipper. 440 Horses, connections, their trainers, their owners, they still keep living that dream, don't they? And that's a record. It's up 13% on the biggest figure that we had a few years ago. It's up 20% on last year. The race now worth $5 million. There's an extra $1 million bonus for horses, and this is offered by the Australian Turf Club, who win two of the key pathway races and the slipper itself, an extra uh, incentive there in terms of uh, prize money and bonus. But, Richard, the race, uh, it, it never fails to disappoint. The picture changes every week, doesn't it? We saw the Magic Millions during the week, a couple of Sydney horses possibly not showing uh, the form, so others will emerge. Uh, Skirt the Law, a big winner of the Magic Millions, I'm sure it will head to Sydney for the race like many others around the country. And today even, the, the Petaluma Handicap Race 1 on the card, we've got a horse like Don Corleone who's been trialling behind the ruling Long Jeans Golden Slipper favourite in King's Gambit. So every week we talk and every week uh, the picture will change, the market will change. It's the race that everybody dreams of. 440 second acceptors, uh, a massive, massive tick for this race again. It shows that uh, it really does dominate world racing in a lot of ways in terms of juvenile uh, racing and it really does shape Australia. There's no better time, Brett, to get it, get your tickets for this autumn carnival. It's, it's going to be uh, upon us, it already is. Uh, what are some of the packages and the best ways people can go about this? Yeah, there's so many things to look at at theraces.com.au. Theraces.com.au is our website where everything is. I just wanted to mention a couple of little opportunities there this morning, Richard. And, of course, the earlier you book, the more you save. There's two packages, and they're autumn saver packages for Rose Hill Gardens. You get three days entry. That's Shandon Ladies Day. Long Jeans Golden Slipper Day, which is the biggest day of Group 1 racing in the country, five Group 1 races, and then Kia Stakes Day. So three races there, three race days, I should say. It's only $66. So you've locked in your entry for those three days at around about 20 bucks a pop. You book with family and friends, you get more, uh, more discounts as well through the weeks. You go to Ramwick then on the championships, two days of the Star Championships, and the third day, Schweppes All Age Stakes Day, $69. So... There's three days there on either day of the carnivals or either arms of the carnival, I should say, at those two unbelievable race courses for spectator facilities and, of course, the wing stand at Royal Roundwing. Just have a look at the races.com.au. Lot these tickets in, not only for race days like today and those coming up, as we've said, it's always group enlisted racing now, but those carnival events, the races.com.au. Rich, uh, I hope everybody uh, wakes up like this beautiful day here in Sydney today, looking forward to another huge year, a huge autumn coming up in Sydney, but so many opportunities to go out and see world-class racing with our world-class horses, jockeys, trainers and participants. Well said, Brett. Great to chat, and we'll do it again next Saturday morning. Good on you, Richard. Good luck to all the punters. Excellent. Thank you, Brett.
Devine uh, from the Australian Turf Club there. Get to the races, get to Ramwick today. School holidays, get the kids down there and uh, before they go back and concentrate on their schooling and mums and dads can maybe take a little bit of a... Uh, a breather. Ron Duffus is back with us for all the interviews. Hello, Duff. Good morning, Richard. What's happening? Well, Carrington Stakes Day. Uh, we're looking forward to that. It's probably lost a little bit over the years, but with changing dates and mixing distances, you know, we've had horses win it like Burnborough. <laughs> you know, so we've had I think Zephyr Bay, Blazing Saddles, At Sea won three of them. Snippets, so the the, the, the honour roll goes on and on and on, and then right up to the great Tom Melbourne a, a few years ago. <laughs> what was uh, Pat Webster's good grey horse? Did he win one of these, or a couple of these? Uh, uh, Ab- Abinicio. Abinicio, good horse. Yeah. He may yeah, or may he, not have, I just come no, to mind. No, I'm not sure if he did, but... Uh, uh, he won plenty of other races, that's for sure. Our first guest is rearing to get stuck into things, and his name's Bjorn Baker. Morning, Bjorn. Morning, guys. How you going? We're good. How's your morning travelling? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Yep, been a smooth morning at Warwick Farm and, uh, yeah, looking forward to a good day's racing. You kept the numbers up at the Magic Million, so it looked a strong sale for you. Yeah, it did. It did. We probably haven't picked up quite as many as, as I would normally, Ron, but I, I think they're definitely better quality. Um, it was a strong sale, as as expected. Uh, racing just goes from strength to strength with the prize money. Um, but really happy with what I've got. The horses I want to tr- want, want to train, and um, no, I can't wait to get them in and, and get the new crop in. This filly in the first, she's had a lovely grounding um, rockabilly rebel her, for her to boo, and she looks pretty sharp. Yeah, she is. She's everything she's done. She's done uh, done very, very well. Her last trial was in a really good time, and she sort of did it effortlessly. Her work on Tuesday was good, um, and she's had a good grounding. So, uh, looking forward to today. I think Rachel was pretty confident. Obviously, an awkward gait, but it's not the worst thing over the short course at Ramwick. So, um, and she's got natural speed. So, I think that will hold her in good stead today. Yeah, at first you pick up the, the the fields and you shake your head and then you sort of do the speed map and it, I just think she might be able to just work herself across there with just a little bit of intent. I don't think there's too many issues there. Yeah, I hope you're right. Um, and she has got good speed, just natural, even without being asked. Even her first trial, she really took me by surprise. So uh, from that, she's gone from strength to strength. She looks great. She had a bit of a trot around this morning. I couldn't be happier with her. Morris is my dad. Uh, he's been a little bit better at his past two. Yeah, just sort of he's on the quick backup and, and debated long and hard whether we run him. There's another race next week, but it's only a small field. Drawing a wide gate's probably not the worst thing for him because he, even if he's a tad slow, which he can be, he'll be able to put himself up. Then I think last week was a good run. He just didn't quite get... Uh, clear air and his momentum up when he needed it. He um, he's, a, he's a tricky customer, but I do think he's going well. He's got no weight today and, and should be able to roll forward. Passagiata, um, ruling favourite. She, she'd be lovely if she could just learn to harness that speed without fighting her. Yeah, she's very well, and uh, I thought uh, I was very, very uh, wary last time on the soft seven, so I'm really glad the track's come up to the soft five. I've got no doubt she's better on top of the track. If anything, she looks better. Her coat's very good, and um, 
Oh, she reminds me so much of her father. She she's the same sort of colour, and her work on Tuesday was as good, if not better, than it was leading into last time. So, I think she's a bit better suited this time too to last time. She's jumping from a provincial race to probably what was a tough eleven hundred. I think um, back on a firmer surface today, she's really well suited. Night of power resuming. He needs to find some old form in race nine. Yeah, he does, he does, He's uh, and maybe his best form's behind him, but uh, he hasn't, last time it wasn't a race that was run to suit. Today there looks to be a, a little bit more tempo. He's definitely fitter for his recent racing, and uh, even though he's going to get back, if they go quick enough up front, he has got a good turn of foot when he's right. I also like a little bit of cut from him in the track. Uh, he's not out of it, but he's going to have to recapture his best in a hurry. Diamond Dealer in the last has got a chance, good draw, nice weight. Yeah, she's got no weight and she's really, um, she's she's an improving mare. Last time she was very good outside the lead at Canterbury and strong and um, she's got that city one on the board now and she is a winner. She should be able to put herself right there comfortably and um, I think she's a great each-way chance. Well, hopefully a few months, uh, winners amongst that lot. Oh, fingers crossed, hopefully. I've got to pay a lot of bills. <laughs> now, isn't that, the, isn't that James's problem, Jimmy Clark, your blood location? He's got to sort that out. <laughs> oh, wish. He just puts his hand up and I've got to carry the carnage, I tell you. Um, no, he's bought, he's actually bought great, he's bought probably by far and away the best bunch of two-year-olds I've had for uh, forever. Um, and he's buying really nice horses, so he's, he's done a great job up there. I'm really looking forward to getting this new batch in. Anyone interested, bjornbakerracing.com.au, of course. I've got to do that. That's my job. If you don't do it, no one else will. <laughs> they tried. They tried. Good luck, Bundas. Good luck today. Thank you. Let Thanks, him go. Bjorn Baker, I think I think he goes to the gym, doesn't he, Ronnie, after the track on a Saturday? I think that's why he wants to come on early. That's what he tells us anyway. Oh, I think he goes out to the coffee shop <laughs> and has break, breakfast and pretends he's at the gym. I've never believed the gym comment mm, from, no. from the very start. Uh, Ron, Dean Lester, um, a GoFundMe page has been set up for a great friend of yours, a great friend of racing's, one hell of a form analyst and terrific guy. It, it sits at $240,000. They were hoping to raise $100,000. It sits at $240,000. The GoFundMe page for Dean Lester is still well and truly open, and we wish our good friend very well. Yep, and that, uh, that I think that total tells you the, the respect the man's got. He's my go-to man if I've got a question in racing, and he's always got an answer for me. He's um, a great friend, and uh, it's so sad. And and uh, uh, you know, hopefully he's a fighter. He's been he's been a fighter all his life, and uh, they're just going to identify the problem that uh, uh, where the cancer sits at the moment. So that's a that's a he got to stay patient, waiting for that. So hopefully um, we get some good news this week. Or uh, but he's a fighter. He'll fight on and uh, and give his all. Not hard to find that page, listeners. If you weren't aware, it was up and going. Just you just dive in any kind of a Google search engine and you just, you just type in uh, GoFundMe, Dean Lester, uh, Dean with an E on the end, Lester, and it will appear for you and, uh, yeah, get around. A really good guy. He's, um, of course, won't, won't be on our show. Hopefully he's back soon. And, anyway, we'll see uh, We'll see what transpires there. Uh, 
people don't realise, you know, I think he's he's worked from the, on the, this radio station since 2KY, probably nearly 30 years. He's part of our family, mm. and, um, and 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 it's great to see our our organisation Tabcorp looking after him as well with his wages and and uh, a little addition to that fund as well. Yeah, no, very good. Really, really good, Ron, for sure. And uh, we wish Dean, uh, Dean well, so get onto that uh, GoFundMe page and help out if, if you can. Said before, if he's ever tipped you into a winner or found you a winner, now's the time to repay that faith uh, as best as you can. So uh, working our way through a few interviews this morning and uh, we had a Magic Millions on Thursday. Ronnie, we had a, <laughs> I don't know, it sort of felt a bit, bit weird running on Thursday, but we got that meeting done and dusted up there. What did you make of the two-year-old? Winner, I think she's pretty good. Mm. You got to, you got to, well, you got to respect uh, a filly that can ride the speed like that, and then quicken like she has, and she's been won by big margins prior to that, wet and dry. Um, geez, uh, uh, she she, uh, she looks pretty good to me, I, I must say, and uh, and. Those second and third fillies that look golden slipper types to me as well. The fillies looking strong again this year. So skirt the law we're talking about. And then I thought Platinum Jubilee was terrific after missing the start. And Summer Lovin, oh. uh, she charged through the line there. She's a good filly when she when the penny drops. So I think, yep, there's your starting point um, with your golden slipper types. That's going to change. Uh, maybe today, uh, maybe over the next, well, I'm sure over the next month when all these horses get back to the races. But it's uh, it was pretty strong, I reckon. Yeah, I'm on the summer-loving bandwagon before that. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not budging. She's a beauty, but no knock on, on skirt the law. Uh, Brett Robb is coming to town uh, with a couple of highway prospects today and also brings, I think, uh, Boom Boom Basil. Brett's joining us for a chat. Hello, Brett. How you going, boys? Very well. Where do we uh, where do we find you on the road at the moment? Uh, I've just got the lift go. Beautiful. Good trip so far. Yeah, been good so far. Um, I was I've got the horse with me. The horse horses come down two days ago. Come down on Thursday. They left home about lunchtime, but um, from what I hear, they've they've travelled really well. So um, I'll get down there and I'll jump in the truck with them and head into the races. Well, he looks like a nice horse, Brett, this gallant star. He's only a three-year-old. He's got a bit of pedigree about him, and um, he's, he's won a trial at Dubbo. What, what sort of shape do you expect him to arrive in here today? Yeah, he, I, I think I've got him right. Um, look, I, I got him in, and we had a highway picked out for him there a while back, but we trialled him at Warren. I wasn't real happy with it. And then he came home, and he, he pulled up with a mild virus. So, look, we treated him. He went back to the paddock for a little while, and we started again with him, but... I think he's a much better horse this time. And, um, look, I was I, I gave him the trial at Dubbo the other day and we didn't know whether to head for this one. I'll give him another two weeks, but the way he pulled up and, and his work since has been really good. It's brought him on. So, look, uh, I'm happy enough to bring him down and, and have a go while he's a, he's a Class 2 horse in a Class 2 highway. Um, he's a, I think he's a really nice horse. He's very professional. Um, hard horse to get a guide on at home he's not the best track worker he only does as much as what he has to but when he goes to the races and and goes in the barrows he just turns into a real real racehorse you know Mm. how did you come about him i think he may have trialed for annabelle neesham early on yeah i think he had two trials for annabelle um about owner david ringland from dubbo he's he's um helped me out massively since i made the move to dubbo and come and see me he said oh i'm gonna 
was going to buy a horse on the, the online sale, the English online sale, and he went through a few with me. And, and look, going to sale was probably one of the, the, the lesser ones, I thought. And he, he went through and he rang me up. He said, oh, we, we missed out on the other ones. He said, we've only got Gallant Star left. And, and I said, oh, how much are you going to go for? With him, he said, oh, I'll go to 20. And I said, oh, geez, I don't know if I'd spend that much <laughs> on him. You know, his trials have been pretty ordinary. And, Anyway, so he rang me up half hour late. He said, I just bought him. I paid 30 for him. I went, oh, Jesus. As it turned out, I, I think he's been a very cheap horse, you know. Um, well, he did, he, when, he, when he turned up there on the truck, he, he pulled up and he was a big, strong, real athletic type and yeah, just very professional. Um, yeah, and we just we, we cut him. We, we cut him and put him in the paddock for a little while and, and started with him. And, yeah, um, I think he's been a good boy. Yeah, I reckon he has, and he's going to be in the future. Did he? Did he show you the ability from day one? No, no. no. I always thought, you know, he's a, you know, he's, he's always a docile big bugger and worked worked fair. And I said he, he's a hard horse to get a guide on by galloping him. You know, you know, he does as much as what he has to. And then we trialed him at a double, the first ever trial of us, and I was like, oh Jesus, we still we, we, we might have paid thirty, might have been too much for him, but um, look, it, it switched him on and. And I, we put him in the the, um, the silver goblet there at Dubbo, and, and it was a pretty strong two-year-old race. And look, he, he jumped and he, he, he put himself in front and, and ran away from him, you know, and made pretty light work for him. And yeah, and as I mean, you, when he goes to the racehorse, he just t- turns into a real racehorse, you know. And we sent him to a class one in Dubbo, and he, he won even better, you know, going up in grade. And, and then we thought we'd, we'd bring him down and see how good he was, and he he ran into a really wet track down here, and. Um, in that two-year-old race, and you know, you know, on top of the ground, Clayton got off him. He goes on top of the ground, he wins. You know, and he only gets beat a length and a half. And uh, the horse that finished just in front of him, it come out and won next start. And the, fourth, the horse that finished behind him come out and won next start. So we thought mm. we'd put him away and and look after him, you know, and and, and go from there. So and here we yeah. are. Yeah, the form around him is terrific. Like there's five winners out of the Goblet, the six winners out of the Class One, the six winners out of that race that. Two-year-old race at Ramwick, so the, the, there is depth to his form. Your other horse there, ticket to anywhere, just too heavy for him the other day. His previous form was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think he, he couldn't get through the going. You know, he he had a minor setback too, uh, where he, you know we, we we didn't put him out in the paddock. He just had a little injury. And we kept ticking him over. Um, I, I I tried him, and then I started him at Coonabarabra, and you know, and he's just one of them horses that does too well, gets away on you, you know, and I probably probably didn't have him fit enough either coming down last time, but I think you'll find a much better horse today. Okay. Gallon Star, the pick of them? Ah, uh, yeah. 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 Um, your other runner, Bayo, Boom Boom Basil, he was a solid highway form last preparation. Can he take the next step this campaign? Uh, well, I'm not sure. He's going good. I, I sort of work him and Gallon Star together at home, and there's, there's, there's bugger all between them. Um, and as I said, like the, the, the start, all the starts I give him last time, he was very consistent. He's a good traveller. Um, his main aim is the country championships this year. So, look, this is just a starting point for him. Um, look, he's drawn a bit sticky today, but um, the aim is this time he's never been over the seven furlongs. So, I don't want him getting out and, and sort of charging. You know, so the aim was to bring him down in a strong race so he doesn't get out in front and over race like he did a couple of times last time. Um, mm. Yeah, he'll have he'll have this start and then and then probably one more start and then head into the country championships. Okay, uh, you must have a few in work out there now. Yeah, we we go from about from thirty to thirty three. Um, 
but yeah, we're always busy. There's yeah, plenty, plenty of horses around out here. <laughs> well, we'll go anywhere for a winner. I reckon you might have a good day at Parks today. Is there, what's the best of those? There, I think you got about four in there. They're all good chances. Yeah, I actually went through it with me um, foreman Shannon last night, and I said, look, I'd be disappointed if any of them run a bad race. Um, obviously, double award. His win was he was he was very impressive though with that double, and he's trained on good since. Um, the race looks you know, not overly strong, but um, I yeah, I'll, I I think the whole four of them there today will run really well. But I think he's probably the better one. Beauty, good on you, Brett. Thank you. Good luck today. Safe travels. Not a problem. Thanks, boys. Good on you, Brett. Rob, he's uh, I suppose Ronnie's gone through those horses pretty well, and English Digital, how they all miss going star. Well, have a look at his trials. They were awful. Uh, well, he obviously needed gelding, and. Uh, Yep, um, a great story. You know, I thought he was paying too much for 20, gets him for 30, and he's got a very promising young three-year-old. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck to the uh, the Ringlands out there, and hopefully he can run very, very well. Uh, great pleasure to welcome Ben Hayes to the show this morning. G'day, Ben. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. How have you pulled up from the coast? Busy enough, uh, busy enough week for your team there as well? Yeah, it was definitely a busy week, and especially with the race meeting being changed to Thursday, just added a little bit extra travelling, but no, I got through it pretty well. Uh, you've had a pretty good season, really, haven't you? Your stable's going really well. Yeah, appreciate it, Ron. Um, we've had a good season last year, first year JD and I in partnership, and this year I think has been a nice improvement, and hopefully we can keep improving. That's what we want to do. Well, you've placed these horses nice today in Sydney. They were both in winnable races. This uh, ex-Hong Kong horse, Helene, leading star, he's an interesting horse. He's, his two runs back have been more than acceptable. They have been. Um, he's obviously on the older side now, and the only reason he came back to Australia was just because he was starting to go through the motions a bit in Hong Kong and um, just needed a change of scenery, and he's arrived back, and he's been a pleasure to train so far. Uh, his first two runs have been great, and he was actually the SA Derby winner um, quite a few years ago back in South Australia. So 2000 is a trip that's very suitable for him. Uh, he's been looking like he's needing this trip, and uh, while he's top weight, it's, I think it's a good race for him. Uh, it's competitive, but I expect him to run well, and Barry too. His last couple of starts, he's had to get back and hit the line. I think Barry, too, naturally can settle that a little bit closer and um, he'll be right in it. Mm. And travelled here well? Yeah. Um, arrived Thursday. Uh, he's settled in well, eaten up. Uh, they are very happy with him this morning. So hopefully uh, he can race well. Uh, you're rather on Nick, uh, Nicolini Vito. He's a tough yep. customer. He's uh, got a very good record, and he finds a, a winnable feature race here. He does. He does. Um, it's been nice spacing for him three weeks. Uh, he hasn't have actually ever run on the Sydney leg, but at the farm at Yaroa, uh, they do all that cantering on that Sydney leg, so um, generally well adapted. Uh, last start was a bit of a forgive run for him. Uh, he drew the inside in a slowly run race and uh, just over raced, got too aggressive. And I think with James McDonald aboard and from that barrier, I think the key is just to keep him happy in a rhythm. And if you do that, he'll be uh, very, very competitive. Mm. Uh, Mooney Valley today, you got Jocelyn in, the, in race two. Uh, he likes the track and uh, found the winning form last start. 
Yeah, she's fantastic. She likes those tight tracks. Um, Cranbourne really hit the line well. We're up in class today in a competitive race, but it's small field. Uh, she likes races with good tempos. So um, I've always thought she's got the ability to win a Saturday class race. So today's her chance. Independent road race five. He's ready for the distance now. He is. He is. Um, last start, missed the start a bit, and his natural racing patterns to be up on the pace. Uh, he ran really well, finished fourth, and if he can jump from that wide draw, cruise across, either sit outside the leader, just behind the speed, um, a race that looks to have a good tempo, um, I think you'll see a big improvement. Just depends the first 400 metres how hard he has to work. And uh, it was scratched after winning yesterday. Looks a progressive little horse, that. Yeah, he's, he's an exciting horse. It's a big thrill, and it's not often they come back from Hong Kong and win three in a row, and uh, he's a bit untapped still, and I think there's a nice improvement to come, and he's pulled up fantastic, so he'll be a nice one to take through the grades and hopefully get that picket fence, keep it going. Yeah. Race 7, uh, Paz True and Conqueror, any confidence there? Yeah, they're both Hong Kongers as well, um, coming back. Uh, Paz True. He's a very high talent. Um, first two runs for us, he hasn't quite got it right. Um, last start, first up, he was wide throughout. So what we've got to do today is just ride him nice and quiet. Uh, look to get a bit of confidence back and have him hit the line nice and strong. And Conqueror, um, he's back uh, from Hong Kong and he's had three strong trials. He's a horse that's probably better, 1,400 miles. So he will find the 1,200 a bit in the short side. Mm. What an amazing horse this is, Sosie Bonnie. He must be so sound. He, he is the soundest horse I've ever had anything to deal with. Um, the whole time we've had him, had him, he's never gone to the vet once. Uh, he's just fantastic, uh, never been given butte, never. So he's amazing, and it was a big thrill last start to see him run so well, and um, win impressively, so he's back in this race. Good barrier. Mark Sarah's got a good record on him, and I think uh, it's a race with a bit of tempo as well, which what he needs. So if he can relax like he did for Jamie Carr last start, uh, he should uh, repeat that run he put in. And I'm a Shelby in the last. is just a good, reliable horse. He is uh, ultra consistent. He's always around the mark. Uh, he likes to put himself on pace on bowls. So, again, he's a little bit like independent road early in the day. If he can cross and not do too much work early, uh, he'll be right in it. Lovely. Well, let's hope you can have a bit of luck for the stable today. Fingers crossed. Good on you, Ben. Thank you. Good luck. We'll let him go. Uh, ben Hayes there joining us, Lindsay Park team, Ben and JD. And, Ronnie, we should say, uh, when it comes to Conqueror, now he hasn't changed stables. I believe there's a name change with the Conqueror that we know and know, love here, a name change to Noble Conqueror. And I'm assuming it's because this horse is back from Hong Kong. I don't know whether they toss a coin there, Ronnie, or how it all works out. But Well, well if you're anyway. on your home turf, I think you get preference <laughs> if, if you're coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I didn't realise yet. Yeah, of course there's two Conquerors. But, uh, yeah, the Conqueror that's, um, I think, been one of Brad Gray's favourite horses for a long time. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's been gelded. I think he's, well, uh, I know he's been gelded. So, anyway, whether that, uh, whether that, Puts him in the numbers. Uh, well, I hope he doesn't back that horse by, by accident. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> he might have better luck doing that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
Oh, just a text came through there. Sorry about that text. Asking about Marble Arch, please. Uh, was that for that might have been for Brett anyway I digress some of these text mess, uh, texts coming through I haven't had a look at the text line yet but uh, anyway we'll get there soon short break here on Racing HQ Saturday 20, uh, 28 minutes to 8 28 to 7 we'll take a break and back with more here since the start of 2016, English Classic graduates have won races such as the Everest, Melbourne Cup, Golden Slipper, Blue Diamond, Randwick Dinnies and Lightning Stakes. The 2023 Classic Catalogue available now at english.com.au. Sail at Riverside, February 12 to 14. Mum, there goes a bunny rabbit. Where? At Bingley. Quick, call someone. It's okay, Mum, they're imaginary rabbits. It's Chinese New Year, the year of the rabbit. Very funny, Lionel. Do you have any imaginary idea for it? How about a bonus 10% Bingley gift card on selected products, $200 and above? That's a great way to celebrate Chinese New Year. I wish I had something to celebrate. Take an imaginary day off. Thanks, Mum. Don't miss our bonus Bingley gift card this Chinese New Year. Bingley, better living every day. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Bet fixed odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Mooney Valley and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Ramwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www www.patriotbloodstock.com.au Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 33696. Dixon Homes thanks Premier Palaszczuk as you can offset mortgage repayments by building and renting a secondary dwelling. Buy before accessibility and energy rules increase costs. Dixonhomes.com.au Since 1959. Debt free, quality assured. Racing HQ. Brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the new TAB app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help. 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, text uh, there. Can you ask uh, Ben about Marble Arch, please? Sorry to that text. I just got to you late, but she looks pretty smart, doesn't she? She went to Packenham uh, during the week, Marble Arch. She looks a good prospect. She's uh, two starts, one win and a placing for Kiwi. So I might, I'll flick. Uh, she has no other noms coming up, but of course she's raced the other day, but I might flick Ben a text about her. Are we sure that wasn't Rodney Robb you just interviewed? Not hard to tell who's, who Brett's old man is by listening to him, Mitch from Tamworth. Good morning to you, Mitch. Thank you. Um, a text there regarding... Something else I won't go into, and uh, I'll find out whether Billy, there's a Billy Idol connection with Rockabilly Rebel to um, uh, to that horse in race one. I'll text Bjorn for that text as well. Let's uh, have a look at some scratching. Still a couple of guests to come. We're going to try and uh, get a hold of Scott Spackman, Rocket Tiger, running today. We'll have a yarn with Jared Austin and Dylan Gibbons coming up, so hopefully uh, some good info there before 8 o'clock. Let's have a look at Ramwick today. 33 scratchings at Ramwick at the moment. Uh, rail is out four metres the entire. Penetrometer 5.4, soft five. Race one, take out two sheriffs.
Chevron and 14 Astoria Girl, 2 and 14 from race 1. Race 2, take out 1 Caesars Palace, 4 Timpanist, 13 Test the Waters, 17 Enduring Night, 18 Tip Top Timing, 19 Weekend Affair and 20 Bluff and Bluster. So race 2, out comes 1, 4, 13, 17, 18, 19 and 20. Race 3, take out 6 Rustly Crowns, 7 Extra Flash, 11 Mogo Magic, 12 A Guinea, 17 My Girona, 18 Our Boy Ollie, 19 Psycho or Seiko and 20 Overextend. So Race 3, take out 6, 7, 11, 12, 17, 18, 19 and 20. Race 4, clear. Race 5, outcomes number 6, Wave Rider Boy and 9, Toronomica. 6 and 9 from Race 5. Race 6, scratch 2, Superium. Race 7, scratch number 2, Zoo de Moon. Race 8, scratch 8, To Kiss a Cod. 9, Silent Agenda and 13 What He Goes, 8, 9, 13 from Race 8. Race 9, Scratch Number 3, Ruby Tuesday and 12, Lovely Esteem, 3 and 12 from Race 9. And Race 10, out comes 6 Bugalugs, 9 Weight of the Stars. 10, Stromboli, 11, Hickok, 13, Broken Hill, 17, Late Night Tough Guy, and 18, Twice as Special. So race nine, outcomes 6, 9, 10, 12, 13, 17, and 18. And uh, we just saw what a rider there, race three, number 16, Iron Hat. So race three, number 16. Gee whiz, Ronnie, not too far away until we're talking Expressway Stakes next weekend and um, the good horses back at the trials pretty much as of now. Yeah, look, it's incredible. You look at the calendar, you, you think, oh, we've just had a little break, we've done the magic means, then bang. Um, there's, there's, we used to have a little break or, you know, it'd be a few weeks before you'd get into the feature racing, but we've got the Carrington today and it it more or less continues all the way through the year, um, maybe, you know, until we get to the end of June and um, with Brisbane and then you more or less start off again late August so, or mid-August. So it's a, it's a full-on schedule with racing these days, but it's exciting with, uh, uh, you know, with, well, there's no real lulls in the in the program. No, it just uh, it just rolls on. Uh, let's talk to our next guest who's joining us, and uh, this is a stable star, and the punters like him. I speak of looks like Elvis, and I'm talking about Jared Austin. G'day, Jared. Morning, guys. How's your morning going? Yeah, not too bad. No, um, the sun's out, so yeah, we're smiling on our faces. Well, Elvis has always got a smile on his face. He's got a million in the bank. Um, what a brave horse he is! He's a, he, he's just going so well. Oh, he sure is. Yeah, he's been a real, real warrior for us. Um, year after year, prep after prep, he just keeps showing up. Um, as you say, he's earned a, a million dollars with his ten wins and. Yeah, no, look, um, he's going super again this preparation too. Um, it, obviously, it looks a, a winnable race for him. He's got a beautiful, looks to have a beautiful map here. Everything looks good on paper. It sure does. Yeah, look, um, with a couple of speed horses there, I sort of imagine he'll be he'll be midfield. I'll be third pair back, hopefully. But um, yeah, everything looks good on paper. It doesn't always pan out that way. Once the gates open, things can things can go differently. But um. 
Yeah, look, I'm really happy with how he presents. The race looks good for him. He's coming into it in really good order. Travelled back down from Melbourne um, without a without a hitch at all, and and has done everything right. So you know, leading into the race, so yeah, everything's pointing towards a good result. Um, we just need a little bit of luck in the run. He'll get bored if you leave him in Sydney too long. He's such a good traveller. <laughs> He's he, look, he really is a good traveller. Um, he came back the other day from Melbourne, and and I guess they're a bit like us. You know, it depends on what sort of a trip you have. Um, but but he came back, and and you, you would have sworn he'd only just come back from Randwick type of thing. He, he jumped off the truck and hadn't lost a kilo in weight and straight into his feet and, and straight back to his normal routine. So, um, you know, he loves going away. Um, I'm not so... I, I get asked a lot about why he's so good down in Melbourne. I think it's more just the big tracks and we've had a bit of luck down there and I, I think he can be just as good at Randwick. Yeah. Okay. Let's hope he can do the, the job for you today because he's uh, such a popular horse. Oh, he sure is. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a popular horse, and, and with his name there, we get we get a lot of um, a lot of support for him. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Look, I think it's his turn today, so I'm hoping he can hoping he can get that little bit of luck and get over the line first. Jared, tell us about a horse named Spats Pav Bowie. Always shown a bit, but that Quambian win the other day, a bit to work with there. Yeah. Look, he has. That's for sure. Did he? Um, he was a horse early on. We we always we thought that he was going to progress through his grades nicely, and and we were sort of hoping he he would end up in in town. Um, he just sort of lost his lost his way a little bit there, um, and then it was just nice to see him back there at back there at Queanbeyan. We we took him there and put the blinkers on, and and went down there with the idea of trying to get a little bit of confidence back in his legs, and and we certainly achieved that. He 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 put him away quite nicely, so. Yeah, he's an interesting horse and an interesting name. He's, he's named after uh, he's named after Pavarotti and David Bowie, as he's um, as he out of um, out of a medical rock opera by Star Witness. So there's a bit of thought went into his into his name. But um, yeah, look, hopefully that win the other day can just give him that bit of confidence and he can progress from there. Geez, you got a team there, Elvis Bowie and Pavarotti. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we could have a little concert. <laughs> exactly. Uh, first time in blinkers the other day. That fellow as well. It was yes, yeah, it was yeah. Um, look, sometimes you sometimes you can you make mistakes, or or I guess you got to try different things with him. We probably tried to ride him a little a little pretty and, and ride him back in the field and let him finish off. But um, he, he'd always trolled well out in front so we let him roll to the front the other day with the blinkers and I, and I think that was the key he, he really he really enjoyed it good on you jared uh, looks like elvis he does have that half a cult following we hope it runs well for you today good luck thanks guys good man jared austin um i suppose a, a boutique kind of stable ronnie uh, jared has he wouldn't have a huge number in work but what he does have there does a damn good job with i think yeah, for sure. He's done a great job with Elvis, for sure. He's um, he's just travelled him around, picking up prize money here and there, and he's always ready to pounce. One of our busier riders around the place, he has been for the last six months to a year, certainly, is Dylan Gibbons. He's joining us for a chat on a Saturday morning. G'day, Dylan. Good morning, guys. How are you? Very well. Do we have you between rides, or are you done for the morning? No, I fortunately jagged the morning off because I had night races last night, so I just got a nice little sleep in this morning. Beautiful. You need one now and again, especially after these Friday nights and you're in the last race. It's it's pretty tough work. Yeah, it is. That's right. I'm, I'm lucky Chris is, Chris is quite good to me and he just lets me stay down so I get a little bit of recovery. 
Your rides today, Dylan. DiMaggio in race two. He's a genuine horse. He makes his own luck on top of the speed. Yeah, most definitely. You know, he's a model of consistency. He's very, very rarely out of the top three. And even when he has been, he's probably only a length or two off him. And I think that's probably his best chance. He, he's, he's tough. He, he rolls along on speed. And, you know, he, he's hasn't sort of won out of turn, but he's always thereabouts. So hopefully, you know, yeah, looks probably well placed in a midway gets that two off to take him from the top weight to probably meet some of these other ones a little bit better, especially because you've got a few down in the way. But, look, he's going to be there. He looks to sort of get across under his own steam and we'll just sort of work out from there if anyone to sort of take us on and take the camp off him or see if he can roll, roll along in front. Uh, Mahagoni in race four, he's up to 2,000 metres today. He went well for your last start. Yeah, he went enormous. I, I thought I... Sort of had Logan Street, Lion Cole, but he was probably just floating around waiting for me. So that's probably my only concern. He, that horse was just sort of waiting for us the other day. But hopefully, you know, the weight swing, we, we get down on the minimum now. And he's sort of up where it hurts a bit. So I, I would have loved if we sort of drawn a bit softer so I didn't have to get, get as far back as the other day. But look, I'll just have to speak to Dave and, and see what he reckons today. But he's a horse with a really good turn of foot. So... Any sort of luck in running if I'm not spotting Logan Tree Line and a few of the others too far off, you know, he's got a good little turn of foot on his day, this horse, and this race is right in his keeping. Lucky Variety in race five. She's a, a young, improving mare, going well. Yeah, it looks to have been a, a handy little race, but look, you, you can't follow what she's done. She won very well when she won a maiden, and then she, she backed it up quite nicely the other day. She had a, a good turn of foot, and you know, obviously only provincial grey, but you can only beat what's in front of you. And she did that with sort of, you know, a, a bit of dominance. So, look, gets a chance now at, at Saturday grade and handy little race. But, look, you know, you've got to be in it to win it. Race 7, Ella Tiyama. Um, You know her. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, I can, I can tell you she's going to give you give us 110%. She... Um, sort of surprised us how well she won that day when she won the provincial final and sort of the other day she, she's just a horse who appreciates a bit of room and just sort of with the tempo the other day in the bell of the turf she was all being the three wide line with cover we still had one outside us and she just sort of got buffered around and she was just sort of like a pinball machine so I, I think she's done a good job to sort of run midfield the way she did after the run she had but I think hopefully today's bigger track she can hopefully flow into it a lot better and if she can, you know, you know, flow into it without how much, you know, around us, she's she's a sort of horse who'll he'll try very hard for us. Uh race eight, he's a nice pick up for Godolphin. Yeah, he looks a lovely ride, he obviously stays in seventy eight grade again and hopefully my claims and enough to offset it. Drawn a lovely gate. Looks he just bounces, puts himself there. He looks to sort of get the dream run behind some of the main dangers. And if you can reproduce what he did the other day, you'd think it'd be very hard to beat. And Bazooka, race nine, he's, um was a good win there, second up. Yeah, it was a really good win. He, he sort of had a little bit of a checker passage at the top of the straight. But when she said go, he really let go good. And yeah, I thought it was a dominant win. And that was probably second up too. So you'd like to think, you know, third up now, up to a mile. Yeah, you know, it's probably going to suit him even better here today. So hopefully with the claim, if we can get any sort of luck early in running and give him that bit of a smother, and if he can let down like he did that day, you know, probably the right sort of race for him. 
And you finish with the uh, the bolter of the race in the last munitions. But I'm telling you, he, I think he's very well graded with your claim in a, in, 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 uh, today. I know he doesn't win, but I'm tipping he's got a little chance today. Well, actually, I, I rode him um, first up and he went enormous that day. And surprised I haven't seen him sort of in the winner's circle or putting a few good runs together because he went really well that day and yeah, like he said he, on his day he's, he's definitely up to a race like this and hopefully with the claim drawn soft he, he's trying to do no work and if he can produce one of his best here today gee, gee, it's the right sort of race for him Yeah I agree Alright keep up the good work, hopefully a couple of winners amongst that lot. That'd be nice, thanks guys Good on you Dylan, thank you Dylan Gibbons Let him go, yeah nice uh Nice busy day for one of our leading apprentices, that's for sure and certain. Uh, Ron, growing up and anyone who loves their racing loves the Cox Plate, one of our great weight for age races around the world, if not just here. A proposed change of date. What's going on here? Well, it's a proposed. It's uh, we'll, mm. we'll wait and see what they come up with, you know. We'll let the, they'd have their reasoning for it and I think a few of the... Um, they've come out with a few reasonings why, but uh, yeah, look, I, I'm going to keep my head out of that one. I've got, <laughs> I've got no professionalism at all in, in uh, the placement of races and where they should be and where they shouldn't be. So I think we'll let them fight that one out themselves. Good answer, Ronnie. Good answer. It's, um, yeah, for, for what it's worth and tend to agree with uh, Gay Waterhouse's comments during the week. It's sort of good where it is, but anyway, let's uh, let's see what plays out there. I uh, think we might just ease up on some of those interviews there, Ronnie, for the moment. Just yeah. trying to get a hold of uh, Scotty Spackman, but um, he might be travelling. He could easily be travelling, Ronnie, so yeah. uh, we'll let him go for the moment. I might uh, dive into some scratchings and we will talk again after 8 o'clock. Beauty. Good on you, Ron. We'll let uh, Ron get himself organised. Brad Gray's done the form as well. There's a texter there, Zabo from Chroma. Good morning. Talk me out of Irish legend. <laughs> Gutsy win and well weighted. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get the thoughts of, uh, of Duff and Brad on Irish legend. He's on the backup. Yeah, it has to be a, a great chance again. Um, behind the gates, we'll do from 10 o'clock this morning. Darren Frillindell, Brad Gray joining us. Hurls is back next week. But just a reminder that text line uh, 0419 or any other comments about the show or anything you'd like to sort of pose to uh, to, to Brad and Duff during the form talk. You're more than welcome to, to get involved in the show. We always welcome that. 0419-767-272. Even get a bit of feedback on the scratchings as well now and again. Always enjoy that. Racing Australia. Uh, do a little search for Racing Australia, click on the scratchings icon, and they are all there for you. Let's go through them. Randwick today, uh, are they final? Ooh, they might, uh, yeah, no, they're final. They're done and dusted. 33 as before. Let's go through Randwick scratchings again. And a uh, total of 33 scratchings on a soft fire. The rail at four metres, the entire. The radar looking good around Sydney today. Going stick 9.3, a shear of 11.5 and a penetrometer of 5.4. Uh, Race one, take out two Chevron and 14 Historia Girl. Two and 14 from race one. Race two, scratch one, Caesars Palace. Four, Timpanist. 13, Test the Waters. 17, Enduring Night. 
18 tip-top timing, uh, 19 weekend affair, 20 bluff and bluster, 1, 4, 13, 17, 18, 19 and 20 from race two. Race three, your highway, out comes six, Rustly Crown, seven, Extra Flash, 11, Mogo Magic, 12, A Guinea, 17, My Girona, 18, Our Boy Ollie, 19, Seiko and 20, Over Extend. So race three, out comes six, seven, 11, 12, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Race number four is clear. Race five, out comes six, Wave Rider Boy, and nine, Torren Omega. Six and nine out of race five. Race six, scratch two, Superium. Race seven, number two, Zoo de Moon comes out. Race eight, uh, scratch eight to kiss a cod. Nine, Silent Agenda. And 13, What He Goes. Eight, nine and 13 from race eight. Race nine, scratch number three, Ruby Tuesday and 12, Lovely Esteem. Three and 12 from race nine. Race 10, out comes six, Buggerlugs. Nine, Weight of the Stars. 10, Stromboli. 12, Hickok. 13, Broken Hill. 17, Late Night Tough Guy. And 18, Twice as Special. Six, nine, 10. 12, 13, 17 and 18 from the 10th and last. The rider there for Iron Hat, race three, number 16, Iron Hat, is Jess Taylor. So they are the details for Ramwick Racing today. Uh, let's look towards Kembla Grange, down Man Oosley there in the Illawarra and uh, a seven-race program to get through there at Kembla where they start on a soft five. The rail is out four metres the entire and there are just the eight scratchings. One mil of rain the last 24 hours, 15 mils uh, the last seven days, uh, 20 mils of irrigation the last seven days. Race one, number two, Limbs Synergy and nine, Adalo come out. Two and nine from race one. Race two, take out number five, Separatist. Race two, number five. Race three, clear. Race four, scratch seven, Thomas Slava. And a nine, Nick Point, seven and nine from race four. Race five, scratch nine, Thief by Night. Race six, out comes one, Island Press and nine, Mandalorian, one and nine from race six. Race seven is clear. Riders here, race three, number seven, paid with gold is Ashley Morgan. And they are the details. Pretty straightforward for Kimber Grange today. Good luck to other New South, uh, New South Wales meetings today. Parks are racing. Uh, Bar up there in uh, northern New South Wales. Great spot up there. And Deepwater have a meeting today. So good luck to all of those, uh, all of those venues uh, around the place today. Let's go to the Valley, racing at the Valley. Mark Hunter joins us after 9 o'clock to go through the form here. Nine races, good four, railed through the entire for the Valley. And there are just the 16 scratchings on the good four. Race one, scratch three, Massatora. And five, Picky. Three and five from race one. Race two, take out four, Mojo Music. And eight, Cremosa. Four and eight from race two. Race three, scratch number eight, Glen Ferry Girl. Race four, scratch one, Test the Law. Race five, outcomes 11, Koi Hoy. Uh, race six, scratch four, Anilla. 
and five Hongbao. So four and five out of race six at the Valley. Race seven, scratch number four, Picargo. Race eight, put the pen through five Biometric and nine Holbein. Five and nine from race eight. And race nine, scratch two, Alverdun. Nine, Beaufort Park. Fourteen, Rhinoceros. And 19, Casino Mondial. Two, nine, 14 and 19 from race nine. So riders hit race three, number nine, Rock Melody, Jacques Lux. Race four, number eight, St. Best, uh, Alexandra Bryan and race uh, race nine number eighteen Commodus uh, Commodus is Ethan Brown. Details there for racing at the Valley. Mark Hunter has a good thing for Camperdown as well. Uh, that are racing at Camperdown today. Let's look to Doombin in Queensland. Uh, a little way, a little time before final scratchings here. Good four uh, out of Doombin. Uh, rails out two and a half metres the entire circuit. Penetrometer is 5.75. Good four, nine races to get through. And at the moment, they're just uh, a lazy 44 scratchings. Race one, take out two works. Five, Viking Valor. Six, Brave Agenda. And 14 at Tengen Ready. Two, five, six and 14 from race number one. Race two, scratch seven, six sides. Race three, out comes two, Wealthy Investor. Seven, Toronomica. Eight, Hell of a Barty. And 10, Northern Pride. Two, seven, eight, and 10 from race three at Doombin. Race four, scratch seven, Oceanic Flash. And 14, Mr. Dudwee. 7 and 14 from race 4. Race 5, scratch 1, Clyde. 2, Good Chat. 6, Prime Asset. 7, Resilient Star. 9, Vainly. 10, Michigan. 13, Dovetail Diva. 17, Magnitudo. And 19, My Snow Queen. So race, uh, race 5, Doombin. 1, 2, 6, 7, 9, 10, 13, 17 and 19 are coming out. Race six, out comes four, She's the Gift. Nine, So Dapper. Ten, Lasting Kiss. Eleven, Scarlet Tuffy. And 15, Montebo. Four, nine, 10, 11 and 15 from race six. Race seven, Scratch Two, Field Regiment. Three, The Cullinan. Four, Stormy Creek. Twelve, Merry Me. Fourteen, Tranquil Bays. Sixteen, West of Africa. Seventeen, Sidearm. Eighteen, Prime Asset. And twenty, Michigan. Race seven, Dooman. Put the pen through. Two, three, four. Twelve, 14, 16, 17, 18, and 20. Race 8, Scratch 2, Magnus Bellagio. 4, Ventura Ocean. 14, Fleetwood Macca. And 15, Wealthy Investor. 2, 4, 14, and 15 from race number 8. Race 9, Scratch 2, Mo's Crown. 3, Rubiquitous. 11, 5, Oxford, 13 Stella Power, 14 Princess Bojack, and 16 Stella Magic. Ninth and last, take out 2, 3, 11, 13, 14, 16. They're at Doombin today. Across to Gawler in South Australia, where they are racing today. Good four at Gawler, rail out uh, four metres from the eight to the 400 metre mark, out two metres the remainder. Penetrometer 5.47, good four, nine races at Gawler. 14 scratchings are this way. Races one and two are clear. Race three, scratch three, Zula. Six, spin the reward. And eight, Viduka. 
um, three, six, and eight from race three. Race four, take out one Stoke down, eight toast the deal, and nine Aztec dancer. One, eight, and nine from race four. Race five, take out one Turbo. Race five, number one. Race six, take out number 10, Honey Go Lightly. Race seven, scratch one, does it? Seven, Dixie Whistler. And eight, Blood, Sweat, Tears. One, seven, and eight from race number seven. Race eight, clear. And race nine, take out number four, Siata. Eight, Vampire Slayer. And 13, T-Rav. Four, eight and 13. Uh, they are the scratchings for Gawler today. Minute past eight. What's the text line here? Hi, Richard. You made Bruno on your Brian and wife, Kathy celebrating 52 years of marriage this weekend. Wow. Uh, never heard it from me. Barry Joyce, well done. 52 years of marriage. Good on them. And, uh, and good to have you listening. Find a winner on that uh, 52-year marriage anniversary weekend. So they are the scratchings around the nation a bit after 8 o'clock. We'll take a break. On the other side, Steve Railton uh, will join us. He's chairman of stewards as to what the stewards have seen uh, in recent runs. And then we'll dive into some Sydney form for Carrington Stakes Day. Duff's back. Brad Gray's done the form. And uh, I'll try and do these tab prices to the best of my ability with Glenn Munsey taking a well-earned spell. A break and back with more on Saturday HQ. Experience Friday Night Under Lights. Night racing, live bands, pop-up food markets and bars, plus kids entertainment. Entry is free. Kia Friday Night Racing, February 10, Canterbury Park. Find out more at theracers.com.au. Mum, there goes a bunny rabbit. Where? At Bingley. Quick, call someone. It's okay, Mum, they're imaginary rabbits. It's Chinese New Year, the year of the rabbit. Very funny, Lionel. Do you have any imaginary idea for it? How about a bonus 10% Bingley gift card on selected products $200 and above? That's a great way to celebrate Chinese New Year. I wish I had something to celebrate. Take an imaginary day off. Thanks, Mum. Don't miss our bonus Bingley gift card this Chinese New Year. Bingley, better living every day. The Inglis Classic Sale is Australasia's best value yielding sale, where the average price of an Australian stakes winner since 2018 is $100,000. Recent graduates include Marzu, Ice Bath and Classic Legend. Classic catalogue available now at inglis.com.au. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Fixed odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Mooney Valley and Doombin. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858. Hello. Frank Walker from National Tire. Frank, you've been advertising on radio for over 25 years now. Yep. Radio has built the National Tiles brand. Why has it been so effective? Well, radio builds trust. They trust our brand. It's helped make us the largest family-owned tile company in Australia. Your lifetime guarantee. Frank, you had me at hello. <laughs> That's the power of radio, Grace. Discover the unlimited ways radio can build trust in your brand at commercialradio.com.au Radio Unlimited Racing HQ brought to you by Tab For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app And HQ Insurance Be sure, insure with HQ Gamble responsibly Call Gambler's Help 1-800-858-858 
four minutes past eight. Great work with the scratchings, Rich. And look forward to the odds reading. <laughs> Goodbye, Munzee. <laughs> Cheers, Dave. Good on you, Dave. Who are you listening to? I don't want to get too good at the scratchings. As they say, you do something too well, they'll keep you doing it. Anyway, it's a little service we do. Thank you, Dave. I'll try and I'll try and do the job as best I can with, with Glenn not here. I'll struggle through it and um, we'll see how we go. Chairman of Stewards for Racing New South Wales is Steve Ralton. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, Richard. I suppose uh, uh, we, we talk about your profession and uh, what the, the men and women do. Are you, uh, are you always on the lookout for, for people that might be interested? I mean, if you like your racing and you're wondering how to get into it, the stewards panel and that kind of thing, I suppose, is certainly one way. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it's a, it's, well, I found it a very fulfilling and interesting career for quite a long time. But, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of young people that uh, put their hand up to, uh, to do it. it. It suits some and not others. But, uh, yeah, it's a very rewarding career. And we've got uh, another new cadet steward starting um, next Monday week. So uh, another career commences and hopefully it's a, a good one. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, from recent reports, Steve, are there, is there a horse or two the listeners should know about? Race one, number one, coincide, um, ran disappointingly last start before it had a freshen up. Uh, settled further back than intended, according to Tommy Berry, but did a lot wrong in the race. Richard uh, over-raced, <clears throat> um, wanted to hang out on the turn, and uh, and uh, it's had that freshen up, so one would think it had raced in a more forward position today. Race seven, number seven, Lekfart, um, usually runs settles behind midfield, but in the bell of the turf, got crowded up quite badly after the start, clipped heels and blundered and settled at the t- uh, tail of a big field and ran on well. And uh, race eight, number two, Kettle Hill. We did question Jason Collett, uh, having its second start in Australia when favourite at, R- at Randwick last time, uh, said that the horse settled behind midfield but travelled far too strongly throughout the event and that impacted on its um, finishing effort in the straight in quite one-paced. So... Uh, they're the three that I thought might be of some relevance today. Good on you, Steve. We always appreciate it. Good luck today. Thank you, Richard. Steve Ralton. Hopefully a quiet meeting for he and the team at Ramwick today for Carrington Stakes Day. Let's, uh, let's get stuck into some form. Uh, Ron, welcome back. Remiss me to say, Ron, King of Sparta, congratulations. He was good, your boy, on Thursday. Yeah, that was terrific, wasn't it? He's uh, a horse that can... Hopefully get to that meeting every year for the next five years, if he's so sound, being a gelding. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what the next plan with him would be, but um, we only got to get him right once a year to get a <laughs> get a dividend. Hell of a turn of foot, doesn't he? He's a beauty. When things go right, he can, he, he, he can do that, and other times he can just get that head up and put pain to his chances. So he's a little bit volatile, but, um, no, he's a beauty. Brad Gray's done the form for Carrington Stakes Day, and it's always good to chat with him on race morning. Morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, guys. Ronnie, maybe King of Sparta can be the next 11-11 just every year. Just <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Of weeks, every time <laughs> he goes up the highway, and, yeah. and who knows. But, yeah, we'll see a fantastic win. But today's meeting, I'm looking forward to the two-year-old just as much as the feature. Uh, I said to you on Thursday night, Hainsey, if anyone missed it, uh, we've seen Estajab and stay inside, win this race on debut in the last five years or so. So it does have a bit of a history of throwing up a good one. And, yeah, we're interesting to see what this golden slipper market looks like uh, come, what, 12.30 today. Uh, Ronnie, few texts coming through for Glenn. He's not, he's not here today. Uh, Richie, what are you going to do with the extra hour now? Muns isn't, isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> is there like, I'm not here to hammer him, but when the texts but, come through... 
We're going through a top eight, each of us, this morning for each race. This has a top four. <laughs> there is one from David there regarding, and I will pass that on. It's more of a, uh, a, a serious text regarding Skylab and the dividend there. Uh, so, David, uh, I have your text there, and I will forward it on to Glenn Munsey and a few other texts coming through. But, um, uh, Brad, what are you, what's, your, what's your confidence level here on a meeting like this? How are you feeling? Yeah, pretty good. Um, I don't mind one in the highway today uh, at a bit of odds. I'm keen to see Tazarel. I've been impressed with his barrier trial. So I think there's a field around that five, six, seven, eight dollar mark that I'll be having a bit of a pop out and I already have. So one or two of those land and we're away. Let's get stuck into it, shall we? Uh, the first race today, the first of 10 races, 20 minutes past 12 for the Petaluma Handicap. The two-year-olds uh, will get things going here. And let's uh, let's go down the board. Coincide, crossover noseband off for the first time. And he is a current $3.20 favourite on the fixed market. Number two is a scratching. Number three, Don Corleone, blinkers first time, $5.50. Four is Fleetwood and is into 4.40 now. I think they, as much, you guys can re, uh, elaborate, but as much as $15 when first markets went up for Fleetwood is there as a $4.40 chance. Uh, number five, High King. Blinkers first time, earmuffs pre-race only for the first time at $31. Intruder, number six, is back as a gelding. Is still $201 or is here as a gelding uh, on debut at $201. Number seven, Mojave Desert um, is at $23. Eight, Scorpion Jack, $31. Number nine, Brave Agenda, a bit of race experience at $21. Uh, Ten inhibitions, twenty-six dollars. Eleven kalimba, thirty-four dollars. Twelve kundalini is there at uh, seventeen dollars. And thirteen rockabilly rebel is a five-dollar chance. Scratch number fourteen, uh, kalimba, I should say, has the blinkers on here for the debut. So, gents, coincide a three-dollar twenty favourite here. The support certainly seems to be for Fleetwood in the first, Brad. Yeah, I've missed the price there. I've certainly missed the price. But speed-wise, I think you'll balance up midfield somewhere. Fleetwood, I've got Rockabilly Rebel crossing and crossing pretty comfortably there, I suggest. I tend to agree with Duff when I, I heard him mention that uh, when speaking to Bjorn Baker. Coincide, we know he's got speed. I think he is going to be better over further in time, though, uh, being a, a half to conversion by Invader, but he won't be far away. I've got Kundalini coming across from the wide draw and Kalimba just gets a, a lovely trailing run from that soft draw today, Duff. Yeah, very interesting race. I'm, I'm with this filly. I think she's had a beautiful grounding uh, rockabilly rebel, and we saw those fillies have been dominant again there this year <clears throat> in the Magic Million. So just going the, the female angle here, $5 I think is acceptable. Uh, those three career trials, she's looked very sharp, hasn't she? She's uh, should come across, and I think she's going to give a really good fight as well. So I'm with her. I was a massive fan of Don Corleone after the early trials. I thought he by, was by far the standout, lovely horse. He's left me a little flat uh, with his two inconclusive trials leading into this, but I like the addition of Blinkers. Um, whether it's, you know, pressing the button to try and get him going or, or not, I don't know, but no surprise to see him rush right over the top of him late here with those Blinkers on. Fleetwood, yeah, I missed that as well. Um, I did the form for this race on Monday, actually, and I thought this is going to go up big odds, this horse, and he did, but I didn't, I didn't follow through with it. 
Um, he's just had he's worked through the line really well, unextended, and he appears to have a lot to offer and right in the mix. And I'll throw in Cohen's side. Um, he, he looked good winning that Warwick Farm trial on December 3. He showed talent. Last preparation, he, he looks to have returned well, moving really, really well. And he's 340 to 3.20 this morning, so there's confidence about him. This is a bit of a race, 13, 3, 4 and 1. Same numbers for me, uh, just a little bit different there in the middle, but I've got Rockabilly Rebel on top as well. She looks and had that natural speed to offset the gate. Maybe it's an advantage. Spears across, 1,000 metres. Catch me if you can. Her trials have been fantastic. Four Fleetwood, Price, long gone. But, yeah, I love the way that he poked home late in his trials without having been asked to do much. Uh, the market obviously says that he's expected to run well on debut. Three, Don Corleone. He has a bit of a task here from the gate. He's going to be spotting them all a, a head start. And I don't know if his trials, if he's going to be a genuine 1,000-metre horse, but he's going to be savaging the line, no doubt. And coincide, the benefit of race experience rolls forward. Whether he's a, a genuine 1,000-metre horse, I wouldn't think so. Uh, but he does have a... A bit of talent, we saw that on debut in the Kirkham. At his second start, it all went wrong where he, where he couldn't cross. 13, 4, 3 and 1. OK, Darren's numbers for race one here at Randwick. And our Sky Thoroughbred Central viewers can see that Darren's with number 13, Rockabilly Rebel, one coincide, four Fleet uh, Fleetwood and three Don Corleone. 13, 1, 4 and 3. And Brad, you just know a race like this, I know you guys are around those in the market. There's just going to be something there at $20, $20 $30 think, oh, hang on, that was a run and a half. It just appears that kind of a race. Yeah, absolutely. When you've got so many first starters, it's a big unknown, isn't it? You can kind of try to guess in terms of these trials, but some trainers, as we know, like to ride them quiet. And you don't really get a guide in terms of what's there under the hood. So a big watch on the market that last five, ten minutes to see if there's any moves at horses at a bit of odds. But yeah, you wouldn't be surprised at all to see one jump out of the ground. I think if anything jumps out of the ground here, it might be Mojave Desert. Um, he's got the pedigree, he's got the three career trials and he's he's got something up the sleeve there as well, but just the barrier. But out of all those 20 to 1 chances, he's, he's he might be the one. Tax line, Richard, without Munge, you can make as many mistakes as you like without being overcorrected. Thank you, Mark. All right, let's leave him alone. Let's leave the big... <laughs> let him enjoy his holiday. We haven't started yet. <laughs> oh, hey, Ronnie, if you're happy to go on, I'm, you lead <laughs> yeah, the way. We're going to go right to the line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we miss you, Munge. No, we mean it. We mean it. Back soon. Back soon. Uh, let's go to our midway. Race two th- uh, this afternoon, and uh, there's the market for the midway. Race number two, benchmark 72 at the mile. Here is the latest tab market. Number one's not there. Knocked around a bit by scratchings here, I suppose. Number one, not there. Number two, DiMaggio is $10 with the tab at the moment. Number three, Dr. Revel. He's racing well enough. He's there as a $6.50 chance. Number four is out. Five, Chateau Park at $21. And number six, Three Wise Men. Wink is off first time, is at $16. Uh, seven, Divine Breath, $8.50. Eight, Love the Invasion is at $10. Number nine, Crafty Eagle, $2.25 and a dominant, dominant favourite. Number 10, Just a Brother at $21. 11, Ripped, Blinkers First Time at $17. Number 12, uh, The Crimson Idol, $41. 13's out. 14, Star Mission, we heard from Don on Formline. Nibbled away at early, is there at $34 still with the tab. 15, Nicochet, $61. 16, Ladies Gem, a $51 chance. 17, 18, 19 and 20 are not there, but Brad Crafty Eagle, 
$2.25. Oh, geez, he's getting skinny now, isn't he? I thought he'd go the other way as opposed to come in. If you do like him, surely wait. He can't get any shorter than $2.25. I'd be very surprised. But it does look a race that's maybe not stacked with, with pressure. Uh, you've got Love the Invasion going forward. You've got DiMaggio going forward. Crafty Eagle, I think, just jumps on their backs, gets a lovely trailing run, and it probably depends on how aggressive they want to be uh, with... Ladies' gem in the early stages, Ellen Hennessy. I think she she has a key to play here or a key role to play in terms of the setup of this race stuff. But I imagine the reason why he's so popular, he's got upside, he's going to get the run of the race, and he's hard enough to beat. It's just probably want to take the price. Uh, I think you've explained it pretty well. He has to be the go-to horse. He is the horse with upside. I know he only he only beat up in a Class One Gosford field there the other day, but yeah, I liked his finishing speed with the big weight and. Um, yeah, look, he looks strong. He looks very strong and he's got substance. He's got racing style and he just fits in so, so well in this map. So if everything goes according to script, I think he'll win. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he does get back out in the market and I think I'll still bet. Uh, DiMaggio, he's been up a while, but he just doesn't run bad races. It's as simple as that. And he's suited with the claim this week. Uh, where we want to go after that. Love the invasion. I thought uh, she was in the market and had a chance there first up, but the mile will suit better. And right, I don't mind that gear change with Ripped with the blinkers on. There's a couple of runs there to suggest that he's got some hope in a race like this, even though uh, there's no recent wins. Look, a couple others I want to mention. Um, three wise men. I think he's going better than what his form suggests, but he's just a dope. He just does everything wrong. And if he decides to, if he finds cover and relaxes, he's certainly got a chance. And similar with Divine Breath. So I just think he has to be the go to horse here. Nine, two, eight, and 11. Yeah, I'm gravitating towards those horses here that can put themselves right on top of the speed. I've gone nine, eight, two, seven. He is the horse with all the upside crafty ego. I think he's still learning. You see the way he finished off there last uh, at the provincials, and he still wanted to run about a little bit in the straight. So he's a work in progress, but when you're winning, uh, and you're still learning along the way. Uh, that says you've got above average talent. Eight, love the invasion. I was keen on her chances last. Uh, I wasn't left too disappointed because I think she's just a better mare when she can get control. She doesn't have a turn of foot. So if she finds the front, gets into her rhythm, and Tommy Berry can just click her up and let her go through her gears, uh, she's going to be hard enough to chase down second up out to 1,600 metres. Similar case there with DiMaggio. He's a big, strong bugger. I don't think he appreciated being dictated to at Canterbury last start. If he finds himself outside the lead here, I think that's a, a nice position for him to, to work into the race uh, whenever he likes. And I think it's a good scenario for him to bounce back. And seven, Divine Breath. Doesn't have a great setup here from the gate, but she's knocking on the door. And we know in these midways, uh, she's a bit of a constant. Nine, eight, two and seven. Okay, looking at the way Darren Flindell sees race number two at Ramwick today and Darren's with number nine, Crafty Eagle, to beat three, Dr. Evil, two, DiMaggio and eight, Love the Invasion, nine, three, two and eight. Ron, you mentioned ripped in this race. Richard Collett stable with these horses, just been teasing. Mm. And it's, it's, he's going to strike at a point he is. with these horses. I mean, no doubt about it. I've got my eye on the, well, the three that have been going around <laughs> recently. I've been waiting them for them to find a suitable race. 
Well, maybe today is the day for Rip. Let's get on to race number three at Ramwick today. We'll have our Tab Highway this week at Class 2 uh, at the 1,100 metres. Uh, we go down the board and number one, Debussy uh, is at $23. Number two, uh, Raul is a $21 chance. Number three, Sparring, right in the mix here, Tab number three. Uh, is there as a $3.80 chance. Number four, Gallant Star, a $3 favourite with the tab at the moment. Now, number five, Ticket to Anywhere, the uh, the stable mate is a $31 chance. Blinkers off again and winkers on for the first time. Six and seven, not there. Number eight, Smoke Show, blinkers again at $11. Number nine, I'm Not Slew, $31 chance. Bandages hind the first time and winkers first time for number nine. I'm not slew. Number 10, Iron Will, is in the market here at $6. Numbers 11 and 12 are out. 13, Smarter Than New, $51. 14, Syrian Star, $10. Uh, 15, Play My Song, an $18 chance. And 16, Iron Hat is at $26. Jess Taylor on Iron Hat, if you didn't have her. 17, 18, 19 and 20 are out of the Tab Highway. Race number three here. Brad, how will it be run? Pretty genuine speed. Uh, I'm not slow. She can be a little bit hit and miss, I guess, at the barriers most recently. But if she jumps, she'll bang herself and put herself right there. Iron Will has got speed. Sparring's got some toe. And Gallant Star, the first upper in one of those horses hard in the market, has got some speed as well. So they look the likely four here to, kind of, to control the race, I guess, Duff. Yep. And, um, you know, with the scratching of this favourite, we've got another sh- short enough favourite here in Gallant Star. He looks a... A nice horse. He did a very good job in his first preparation, uh, doing what he did. There's lots of form out of his three races. He's got a beautiful draw. He's got gate speed. The trial was good enough. I think he's top pick. Um, with the favourites here, I think sparring's the danger. She's a... Uh, Old Fat Fingers got in there with the pricing this morning. He went up 3.9. He went straight into 3.20 and now he's 3.80. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe they thought they were pressing on Gallant Star there. Uh, but Look, he's had an easy trial win since that Mooney Valley uh, win. He's He's been a little bit hot and cold, but he's very, very talented. And he'll give us sight for a long, long way here. Iron Will has got something. He's got speed and hasn't done too much wrong. And I'll throw in Eight Smoke Show, who at least comes out of a uh, a fast race last time making some ground. 4, 3, 10 and 8. Yep, I'm with her here, Smoke Show at the odds. I can't resist. I thought wherever she goes next, I want to be with her. I think it's a, a nice setup. Now, she's just going to need a bit of luck at the right time because I don't think she'll necessarily use that, that low gate today, barrier two, to, to punch up a lot closer. Obviously, she doesn't have to tail out the back, but she's just going to need the the seized apart there at the right time. We know she's got a, a wicked little turn of foot. We saw that two starts ago and we saw a tease of that last start where she just became detached from the field behind Passagiardi. I'd like to think that's a pretty handy form reference. Narito, who ran second, uh, has been absolutely smashed in the market and is now favourite ahead of Pakari Kari uh, in this meeting here at Randwick. So nice set up of her blinkers on at the odds. As I say, each way I'll be having something her on her. Uh, four gallon star, hard enough to beat. Well found, but I guess rightly so. He did some good things in his first campaign there. Deep ended to some extent at Randwick. Uh, held his own there on a wet track. Looks to have returned really well if his trial is any guide. Ten Iron Will. 
has the advantage of a, a few runs under his belt, so he's nice and fit coming into this, and he does bring benchmark form, albeit benchmark 64 at Randwick, behind another Cognac and Zanzibar gem, and 14 Syrian star. Now, I know got out to 1,500 Vaders last campaign, but has shown a bit of versatility in her short career today, and she was quite effective 1,000 metres first up last campaign, albeit in maiden grade, so wouldn't be surprised at all to see her charge into the money. 8, 4, 10 and 14. Okay, good little highway, and uh, Darren Flindell calls all the action. He's happy to be with number four here, Gallant Star, to beat three Sparring, eight Smoke Show, and ten Iron Will. Four, three, eight, and ten for Darren in the third race on the day. This is the Ramwick Preview. Ron Duff is here, Brad Gray, breaking this meeting down. Let's go through the prizes for race four. The Furphy Handicap, a benchmark 80 up over the 2,000 metres, and uh, all ten are going to face the start. Here, number one, Helene Leading Star. Yes, Derby winner a few more than a few seasons back now, but is here. Kerry McAvoy for the, the Hazers at $9.50. Number two, Logan Street Line is a $3.20 favourite fixed with the tab at the moment and also the Toad favourite. Number three, first in line is at 26. Four, Mr. Dependable, 19. Five, Almania is $9.50. Six, Irish Legend, $7. Seven Mahagoni, seven dollars. Eight Maurice's me dad, eighteen. Number nine Tony B, a six dollar chance. And number ten Oceanic Flash stays here, is an eleven dollar chance. So number two Logan Street Line, our current favourite for race number four on the day here. Brad, I suppose some some usual suspects, except throwing Helene leading star. How is this race going to be run? Yeah, and I guess Salmania. We've seen limited times uh, to get a look at him. So I think the map is pretty straightforward. Finding the winner, maybe not so much, but I've got Irish legend leading. Mr Dependable is going to keep him busy, though. Up top, Maurice is me dad. I do like the wide draw for him because, as we know, he's not the quickest in to stride, but he can muster enough to take up some kind of position. Uh, whether he can get in behind the speed, we'll see. Depends on how aggressive they want to be with the oceanic flash, but I think they're the two, Irish legend and Mr Dependable. Yeah, wow, this is a race. Um, there's, you could go down the field here and give them all, all a chance. I'm, all I'm saying is I think the favourite's under the odds. And I, if you can trust your eye with our mania first up, I think you've got to be nearly with him. The, the, out of that Jojo was a man race. I know some, sometimes these horses can get a little bit flat after such a, a, a long break second up, but... Geez, I'll trust that he's going to lift or hold that form, and if he does, he's right in this race. So I'm happy to tip him here and take the risk. I think Irish legend has needed recent racing. Now he's very fit on a backup off a win, and uh, there's no reason he can't go on now. Uh, Elaine Leading Star commands a lot of respect here. He's uh, been pretty good in his two runs back from Hong Kong, and 2,000 metres definitely suits him, and this race is uh, well within his range. And Mahagoni, look, I thought, he, I thought he had him covered there the other day, but I just feel, um, you know, he, he fits into this race pretty fit, um, likes the track, and won't be far away. The other one I was going to put in uh, was first in line. I was just hoping for a 2,400 metre race for him. Because that was the first glimpse of form last start, and once the Matty 
Smith gets these stayers going, they they usually keep improving. So it's taking him a while to find some form, but I thought that January Cup run was pretty good from him, and I think he's a little dark horse here. Five, six, one and seven. I think I changed my mind about four times in this yeah, race. I don't blame you. Well, I reckon Street Lion. Now, I didn't expect the money. They can only throw around $4. I thought that was fair enough. $3.20. We're getting skinny now, but he's just the one that you know what you're going to get from. Uh, you've got James McDonald doing the steering, drawn barrier one. He's going to punch up, put himself just in behind the speed. And I loved his strength through the line there last start. I was on Mahogany, and like Dylan Gibbons, who rode him, I thought he had the race completely shot to bits. And Logan Street Lion, to his credit, was going away, if anything, on the line. So I know he's sixed up and deep into his campaign, but coming off a career best and the way he did it late there suggests to me that he could go to another level again here, getting out to 2,000 metres for the first time. So I am with him. Seven, Mahagoni. If you like Logan Street Line, uh, that form obviously ties in there and he ticked off that 1,800 metre box. Whether he's going to be strong 2,000 metres, we'll find out today, but his sectionals home suggests that it won't be a problem. One, Helene, leading star. Bit of a sense of timing about him. I like the depth of his Melbourne form line through detonate to Jack there last start. He's probably going to need 2,400 metres to beat his absolute optimum. So maybe this tops him off again, but he might be able to get away with this on the way through. I have got Almania in the numbers. I looked at him, I looked at him, and I thought, what do we do with him? Um, fantastic first start behind Jojo was a man. You assess that on face value, a very easy case to make, and Duff's made the point as to why he's going to be hard enough to beat. That's the gamble, though. Does that flatten him? I don't know. You're getting $9.50 to find out. So no, not for me if you if you can on his chances. Four, seven, one, and five. And uh, Logan Street Line and Tony B at, at home saying, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what about us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tony B, the punters just keep buttering up, don't they? Every time he goes around, he's well back. So I do concede that he's had a couple of things against, whether he's been got back in the ruck, whether he's had an interrupted passage. It's been a while now since we've seen that dynamic turn of foot that we saw second up. So my patience is wearing a little bit thin, but no surprise at all to see him get into the money. And those writing down Brad's numbers, it's it's not four, it's two. Uh, the graphic was wrong there, but just the... You were two. two oh, two, four. yes. Two, seven, one, five. Yep. Well picked up, Ronnie. Thank you. Six Irish legend for Darren. Six Irish legend to be two Logan Street line, seven Mahogany and five Almania. Six, two, seven and five for Darren in race four. Dan on the text line. Richard, if you don't say, well, Edward Scissorhands has taken to the market here, you <laughs> aren't right. doing your job properly. <laughs> <laughs> and we need some little dogs in the background. If we've got, like, the, if we've got the, the sound effects panel there, we can get some little dogs. It's perfect. I oh, know. Uh, is it his dog, Ronnie, or he's mining someone's dog all the time? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm sure there'd be a dog minder in the family somewhere. It's an extended family now. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Grandfather Glenn. Let's get on to race number five. Uh, he'll have a right of reply, of course, uh, of course, Muns, and when he returns. Race five is... There's a good race for the three-year-olds here. The Grain Shake of Vodka Handicap. Benchmark 72, three-year-olds, 1,100 metres. Number one uh, is Baldino here and is a $10 chance. Number two, Back Rower resumes. $8 with the tab. Number three, Nipotino blinkers off and is back as a gelding is a $26 chance. Number four, Baroque Road, $7.50. Favourite is number five, Passagiata. She's trying to remain undefeated. She's a $2.25 favourite here. Wave Rider Boy's not there. Seven, Cardone is a $12 chance. Eight, Lavish Empire. 
is at $6.50. Nines are scratching. Number 10, another cognac is a $14 chance here. And 11, Lucky Variety at $16. She was always going to be the favourite here, Passagiata. And I'm tipping on the speed map, Brad. She's right up there as well. Absolutely. We're saying on form line. There we go. Oh, hello. Lonely. (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) Honestly. Be careful what you wish for, huh? (laughs) Boydo on fire. Um, yeah, Be careful what you wish for me too. <laughs> Passagiata leads, no doubt in the world. There we were saying on a form line Thursday night, we need another colour for her because red doesn't seem to do it justice. She's a, a ball of speed. Lavish Empire obviously has some toe as well. We saw that on debut, albeit in a four-horse field on a very heavy track. So there's a little query in terms of uh, what he's going to show today, but he won't be far away. Baroque Road has got some tempo himself, 1,100 metres first up. And then I've got Baldino just getting a lovely trailing run just in behind the speed here. But no doubt who takes it up, Ron. Yep, no doubt at all. Um, yeah, what do we do here? Um, I, I love this. She's brilliant, Philly. And uh, I just love her to learn from experience and just harness a little bit of that speed. You can't keep doing that at, throughout your career to do what she did the other day. They're all gut busters when that happens. But uh, I love the way she fought uh, when Narito loomed to her and she should have been out on her feet on that heavy track. And uh, she was very, very brave. 2.40 to 2.25 this morning. I think it's short enough. And the big Ramwick straight to look at today. And not the, uh, the on-pace Rose Hill 1100. But in saying that, I think I've got her on top. Baroque Road was going to be the best thing since sliced bread when he won his first start. Um, he's obviously had a few issues, but... His trial for the news table was good and he could well be dangerous here, mapping perfectly. The other one is Cadone, Cadone. Uh, at least he chimed in from back in the field and you might need a horse like this in a race like, uh, in a race like this with all this pressure. He is the one that is a big chance of being last man standing. I think $12 is way over the odds, Cadone. And I'll throw in Lavish Empire. Hard to assess... Um, being a four-horse maiden on a on a heavy eight, but you can't deny the seven and a half lengths margin, and it was um, the fastest of the four 1100 metre races on the night as well. Five, four, seven, and eight uh, should be a good spectacle. Yeah, it should be. Five, four, one, and two for me. No reason to jump off Passagiata like a lot of punters out there. Now, she's going to have to execute a little bit better in the middle stage just to harness that natural speed that she's got, but I do think once that penny drops, oh, she's going to be hard to beat, isn't she? As she ripped her way through the grade, she's shown that in her two starts to date. So catch me if you can, uh, and they'll be doing well to do that. For Baroque Road, I've got him in second as well. Big watch on him here with Tim Clark doing the steering. So he did burst onto the scene, and that saw him start $2.60 favourite ahead of Ossipenko and Madame Pomery. So maybe he had, a, had an issue there. 33 weeks between runs. I really like the way that he's trialled, and he's had a, a stable change. So, yeah, big watch in terms of any market confidence around for him. Boldino, whether he's got the upside of a few here, probably not, but I don't mind the depth of his, his Melbourne form lines. That reference to She Dances last start reads well, he's fit, and he maps to get the run of the race, so that could see him. Uh, run a cheeky race here and two back rower uh, I think 1100 metres is probably going to be as short as he wants, we saw that last campaign but there's good depth to his form lines too third to Osipenko, Madame Pomery uh, narrow second to Manzois won his Newcastle class one there the last time we saw him at the race, is only by a narrow margin but he was very short odds and yeah, he fits in quite well here at odds so 5-4-1-2 
Chantelle Buckley in the yard there for Central today. Chantelle's eye very much in with these horses, so she'll tell you which of these first uppers look forward, uh, more forward than the rest, and also how Passagiata looks. So Chantelle with us uh, for Central all day long. Cardone on top here. For Darren, seven uh, on top of the good odds to beat five Passagiata, four Baroque Road, and ten another Cognac. Seven, five, four, and ten are Darren's numbers, and a good race five on the day. Race six is our feature. The Drinkwise Carrington Stakes, 1,400 metres at listed level. They're racing for $160,000. Good field comes together. Number one. Looks like Elvis. He's right there at $4.40. Superiums are scratching. Number two, Nicolini Vito, $4. Number four, Titanium Power is a $3.60 favourite here. Number five, Snippy Fox, blinkers again, winkers off, blinkers again for number five, Snippy Fox at $15. Number six, Vranelli, looking for three wins in a row at $4.60. Seven, Shaquiro, does he bob up today? $17. Eight, Ruby Tuesday, looking for a bit of black type at $19. And number nine, Cuban Royale at $18. So a bit to play out with this market. You get the feeling here, Brad, but Titanium Power, a three sixty five. Favourite, and again, you know where he's going to be. Yep, he'll be in front here from Barrier 2. Ranelli will come across and keep him company. Ruby Tuesday, does she dump, jump? Does she not jump? I don't know. It seems to be a bit hit and miss at the moment. If she does, she can put herself right there. If not, maybe these two can control it. Because outside of that, you've probably got Snippy Fox punching up in behind. There was a change of tactics to be closer last start. And Shakira will, will be hoping, I imagine, to hold some kind of position from that inside gate duff. Uh, yep, I'm, I'm with Titanium Power here. Um, he's a tough nut, isn't he? He's a, he loves to just rip them apart and put them away. Uh, Glenn Schofield, he won this race last year on special reward, so I suppose he's got a chance of putting two together in the Carrington. And I just, the way I'm trying to read this race, I, I, um, I think Titanium, titanium Power... Uh, is too tough for Vanelli at 1400 running and I think he might just put paid to him uh, you know, I would have had Vanelli top tip without <laughs> titanium power in the race put it that way at 1400 so four on top I think uh, Nicolini Vito's the danger he's a really genuine horse this fellow and I think Ben was right that bit inside draw was totally against him in just a manifold last start and he's been a, a horse that's a, a tried and true performer throughout his career looks like Elvis no not at all, it's a winnable feature race for him here. Just his Sydney Ramwick form is me a little concerned, um, and I'll throw in Vanelli, but I don't like uh, him eyeballing Titanium Power because I think he'll come off second best. Four, three, one, and six. Yep, I'm with him as well here, Titanium Power. The big boy drops five kilos from last start. He bounced back from cardiac arrhythmia at the start prize, so a genuine excuse there. He did get complete control, so he's entitled to, to give a kick, uh, but it was a pretty arrogant win. So what you see is what you get. Glenn Schofield sticks, and he's going to be hard to chase down. One looks like Elvis. Uh, you have to go back a long time to find the last time he won in New South Wales, and the fact that his Randwick record doesn't read too crash hot on paper, but some of his runs have been luckless and in much deeper company than this. So, yeah, I do concede that a lot of his better form, at least on paper, is in Melbourne, uh, but he gets a lovely setup here. So if he runs up to his best, he's going to be very hard to hold out late, and the market has responded accordingly. Three, Nicoli Vito. Well, they go hand in hand through the similar form references. Looks like Elvis and Nicoli Vito. And Vranelli, he's going to roll forward. This is another jump up in grade for him, and he's another horse that you get complete control there last start, but he can only run well. Four, one, three, and six. Text line, they have Elvis movies on all week on Prime. He has to win. 
There you go. That's just a good enough omen. He's I in suppose. the building. <laughs> he's, he's well and truly in the building. Um, Vranelli on top for Darren. Uh, Vranelli to beat number three, Nicolini Vito. One looks like Elvis and four, Titanium Power. Six, three, one and four, the numbers for Darren in race six at Ramwick today. This is the Sydney Form Talk. Ron Duffersey and Brad Gray, we are off to a short break. On the other side, a look at the Ramwick Quaddy races seven through ten. Mum, there goes a bunny rabbit. Where? At Bingley. Quick, call someone. It's okay, Mum, they're imaginary rabbits. It's Chinese New Year, the year of the rabbit. Very funny, Lionel. Do you have any imaginary idea for it? How about a bonus 10% Bingley gift card on selected products, $200 and above? That's a great way to celebrate Chinese New Year. I wish I had something to celebrate. Take an imaginary day off. Thanks, Mum. Don't miss our bonus Bingley gift card this Chinese New Year. Bingley, better living every day. Always thought owning a racehorse was too expensive? It doesn't have to be. Patriot Bloodstock offers racehorse shares for syndication at an affordable entry-level price point with fixed-price training fees. Our horses are country trained, and whether your horse wins at Wagga or Ramwick, the thrill is the same. We've had great success sourcing quality horses that won't send you broke, and we love first-time owners. Check out what's available at www.patriotbloodstock.com.au. Patriot Bloodstock, an authorised representative of Stable Connect. AF licence number 3369. At Drummond Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do. Yeah, it's come off the face really well. Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah. Looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at Drummond Golf. A forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers, and reach forklifts, right up to their leading Toyota Counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaturahandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the new Tab app. And HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Welcome back to the show. You've just uh, joined us as we dive into races 7 through 10 at Ramwick today. Text line there, and this probably relates to race 7, and the boys will comment on this bear, I'm sure. Just a banana for breakfast, but will the Queen bring some seafood for dinner? Banana Queen, that is. Thoughts, boys. We'll get there. Also, what time can I win some De Bortoli wine to pair? Well, I think Paul's on there at about 11 o'clock uh, if you want to get involved in the, the De Bortoli quiz. And uh, obviously a pretty popular segment on this show. Let's get into race number seven. <clears throat> and uh, we have the Phillies and Mares here, benchmark 78, the Fujitsu General over the mile. Number one, third up here is Nothing Sweet About Me, and she's an $11 chance. Scratch number two. Number three, Our Medina, is at 23. Number four, Tinny Winnie kicks off here. She's an $8 chance. Number five, Banana Queen, she's vying for favouritism. She's a $4.20 chance. Number six... Six, Ella Ta'ama at $11. Uh, we have number seven, Lekvar. And she's the favourite here. Blinkers again. And she's a $4 favourite with the tab at the moment. Number eight, Capistel. 
Tongue Tie First Time, she's $14. Number nine, Shannon, $8.50. Ten, Electrica, she'll have a fans again, I'm sure, at $15. Eleven, Sweet Mercy, an $8.50 chance. And number 12, Lisa Louise, $251. Open market here, Brad Lechvart, the favourite for race number seven. How's the speed shape up? Speed's okay. We obviously lost Suda Moon earlier in the week, which does take a bit of sting out of the race. You've got Shannon rolling forward, nothing sweet about me coming across. Our Medina, I thought they might go back, but maybe they do roll forward here. It's one with the question mark over it. Tinny Winnie, I imagine, does go uh, on the more conservative side here. First up, 1,600 metres for Chris Waller. Banana Queen, maps to get the run of the race along with Capistel. Uh, yeah, look, I think I found one here with Capistel. Um, she's a very nice mare when she's right. Uh, was obviously too short for a first up. We got a mile back and made good ground late. The two runs at the Ramwick Mile, I know it was only a midway, but she bolted in that day. And then her other runs in the Carbine Club, where she ran third. Um, geez, I like it. I, I, I bit up at $23 yesterday, and I think $14 is more like her price. I think yeah, if she's in order, I think she'll win. I think she maps much, much better. And, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to like about her here. This is promo material, Ron. Oh, well, I'm, I'm due for one. Blake <laughs> uh, Varty is the danger. Big go this morning, 480 into four. This just this morning. Um, blinkers are back on. Joe's a master at that. We know that. Uh, a few little excuses tight there on the inside at Group 3 level last time. I don't know about that race at Gosford, but she is definitely going a lot better this preparation. Uh, Banana Queen, no real knock. Um, she's returned a more mature wear, a mare, winning two in probably easier company than this, and she should eat up a mile. And I'll throw in um, six, Ella Tiama, um, who can improve on last start. The other one I wasn't expecting to run here is the stable mate of the favourite, Electrica. Uh, she has been jinxed this preparation with no luck at all. So there'll be five horses in the quaddy, but the bet up on number eight, Capistel. Eight, seven, five and six. I'm six, seven, six, five and eight. Lack Vart. Uh, the pundits haven't missed her, so that's certainly encouraging that she's ready to bounce back. It's just a nice setup for her, so it looks tailor-made. You get another dry track, stays at the mile, swaps the tight Gosford track for Randwick and, and finds a benchmark race against her own sex with sufficient speed for her to get a chance so if she can camp just worse than midfield peel off at the right time i think she's got to turn her foot to get back into the winner's stall six ella tiama uh, if you like like you have to make a case for ella tiama because there wasn't a lot between them at the finish albeit on opposite sides of the track uh, they finished but starting price was similar uh, where they finished in the run was similar and if she can bounce back to the form that we saw uh, from her two starts ago where she was absolutely brilliant at Hawkesbury yeah look out late there probably shouldn't be the discrepancy there is between them now five banana queen yeah she's well placed here Barry one she punches up she holds a spot she's well placed to chase a hat trick albeit this is much deeper than what she's been beating up in her first two starts this time back and I've got eight Capistelli in the mix as well I like what she did there last start does jump 12 to 600 meters so not the most conventional setup but that was a good race that she came out of last up, won by Ringmaster. Seven, six, five, and eight. 
Okay, looking at Darren's numbers here for this seventh race of the day. Seven um, Lekvart uh, for Darren to beat five Banana Queen, four Tinny Winnie and ten Electrica. Seven, five, four and ten for Darren in the seventh race on the day. Let's move on to race eight at Ramit this afternoon. The Agency Real Estate Handicap at Benchmark 78. We're going over the 1,400 metres. Open market that sees number one Kanazawa uh, as your favourite here at $4. Number two Kettle Hill is a $4.80 chance. Number three, Almahaha, $41. Might have been $51 when we had a chat with Tashelia. Almahaha at $41. There she is. Number four, Frumos, $6.50. Five, Shalailed is an $8.50 chance. And number six, Tazarel, earmuffs pre-race first time, nose roll off first time, tongue tie first time, seven fifty about number six, Tazarel. Seven, bend the knee is a $15 chance. Numbers eight and nine are out. 10, Nikki's Fling, 34. 11, Go Tropo, 18. Number 12, West of Africa is in the market here at $8. 13's not there. And 14, Bluff and Bluster is at $18. Kanazawa, Brad, a current $4 favourite for race eight. Yeah, Takisa Cod coming out takes a bit of speed out of the race. Shalailed can come across. There's probably no designated leader as such. Kanazawa won't be far away. And Tazaral. Now, we've only got one trial to judge him off, but he jumped clean there. Uh, he put himself right on top of the speed. So if he does something similar here on debut, I don't imagine they waste that. And he might find himself in front here by default. Yeah, it's an interesting map, isn't it? Um, even Maybe even El Mahaha can go forward today. But I... It just looks too good, the setup for Cal. I was looking for something to beat him, but uh, the setup looks too good for him now. He just pops there straight through the fence. Um, Kanazawa, he's had a nice little freshen up with a tick over trial. That's best for him. He loves the track, never runs bad here. And um, yeah, it's simple back to, the, uh, back to the scene of the crime with the claim. I think. Uh, Tazarol is very interesting, and the thing that I was taken with the most as well is his gate speed the other day for one of these horses, and obviously his, his, his win was at 1,900 metres overseas, but it looks like, you know, the typical get these Europeans over here, train some speed into their legs. The only negative is with the marketplace hasn't, hasn't, hasn't moved towards him, which I'm surprised about, so I don't know what the push is there at all, but... If there's any late push, you'd want to be with him. Kettle Hill, I just think he was... I'm just putting it down to being, him being flat. Um, second up after a year, you know, over a year off there last time because his first up run was a ripper. And he is the one the marketplace is gravitating to. So he bears a lot of respect. And, well, everyone's bailed out of Frumos now. They've, they've, they've pinched the money and they've just bailed out after Nashville <laughs> over the, threw her over the line the other day. That enough is enough. But I wouldn't underestimate her. And Shalal interests me with the scratching. Um, it gives him a much better chance here. I'll go one, six, two, and four. I'm going six, one, five, two. I'm going to take a punt here on Tazarol, the import. So obviously it's a, a leap of faith, but I love what we saw from him. And he's one troll, 1,200 metres, made his own luck. He settled, and dare I suggest that if Karen McAvoy moved at any point on the straight, he would have put them to the sword. So at the price, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. And as Duff referenced that last five, ten minutes, just hopefully we get a, a little push. One, Kanazawa. 
He's the bomb-proof option. Uh, all he has to do is hold his form to be in the finish again. Uh, we saw that same track and trip last uh, Randwick, 1,400 metres, same grade, freshen up, little tick-over trials. He'll get off and do that time and time again. So hard enough to beat, of course. Five, Shalale, he is advantaged here with the speed or lack of speed now. Uh, he can spear forward, make his own luck and prove hard enough to beat. And two, Kettle Hill, a bit of a, a map query in terms of getting right back in a race that doesn't promise to be truly run, uh, but he, he can certainly bounce back from his, his effort there last start. Uh, Six, one, five, and two. Uh, just um, as we look at Darren Fundell's numbers here, one, five, six, and four. A couple of other runners here, guys. Bend the knee at fifteen dollars. Could you entertain, guys? Yeah, he's one I've been chasing all preparation. Uh, he was better last start. He showed a little glimpse of what I thought he might be capable of. Uh, he's worn me down. That said, he's going to bounce out, and he's another one that maybe takes advantage of a lack of speed and could find himself one out, one back, potentially. So at the price, no knock. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's, he's tested the patience. And uh, West of Africa's form, Ronnie, where does that fit in here? Yeah, that's the one that's hard to line up with that uh, those couple of Brisbane runs uh, behind Suze there a couple of times. And yeah, look, I think he comes out a solid enough race. Um, yep, I'm, I'm no knock on him, um, and he does mind his own business there from the inside draw with um, no weight as well. Text line there, please don't put the kettle in the behind the gates multi. Well, I don't think Darren will be. I think Darren thought there wasn't. I thought the temp, he thought the tempo might be against. I, I thought, I thought the punters panel might have put him in theirs. Anyway, let's uh, let's. Oh, there's a massive text come through there about the scratchings. Race nine, <laughs> benchmark 88 over the mile. I'll read that when we go to a break. Um, Bullfinch, number one. Bullfinch, three dollar eighty favourite. Number two, she's the gift at 23. This race nine we're going to now. Race number, uh, horse number three, Ruby Tuesday. We'll see Ruby earlier. She's out. Number four, Max Schnell, $12. Five, Bold Mac, $5.50. Number six, Knight of Power, $81. Number seven, Star Sparks. You're pretty firm favourite here now, $2.60. Number eight, Easy Far, 26. Number nine, uh, uh, blinkers again for Star Sparks as well. Uh, tongue tie again for Knight of Power. Momac a $15 chance. Number 10, Akahiro at $41. 11, Bazooka. Can he go back to back? He's $11. 12 is out. And 13, Beaufort Park appears here for Sarpasan at $26. But uh, gee whiz, Brad, $2.60 now. Star Sparks here for race nine. Yeah, they haven't missed him, have they? Tell you what, well, he had a, a fair little haircut. Edward Scissorhands, as Munns would say, uh, has been in the office. But this is a, a race where I think is a, probably promises to be one of the more genuinely run across the Randwick card today. Star Sparks, he'll be keen to hold his spot second up 1,600 metres. Momac rolls forward. Then you've got Akihiro and Isifar from the wider draws. And even Mark Schnell, I don't think he's one-dimensional in that he has to lead, but I do think he's better off uh, making his own luck somewhere on top of the speed. So probably four or five horses that could make a pop for the front here, Duff. Uh, yep, I think pretty well the two of them though, Momac and, and Star Sparks. The first glance of this field when, the, when it come out, I said, well, there's your winner, uh, Star Sparks. And then you start mapping the race and you go, oh, God. Momac and Star Sparks in the same race, um, both pretty well control freaks, eyeballing each other. And old mate there, it just looks perfect for Bullfinch uh, today. It just looks beautiful for him. 
He's been racing well without winning. He drops in class with McDonald, and I have to sway back his way. Star Sparks with well, the key is the gear change. The blinkers back on, and you know, it's typical. Gay Adrian, they take the blinkers off first up, make sure they're not too fresh. They put them back on. All his five wins have been with blinkers, so that tells you the tale. Uh, it's just what he's what's going to happen with with him and Momac, um, as far as. Uh, pressure is concerned there, um, but he goes in. He, he's obviously very well fancied. Three ten to two sixty. That's just this morning. Five bold Mac. He, he did enough there first up. Um, he can improve, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's had three goes at a mile and yet to run a place. And Bazooka was quite dominant the other day. He should have won easier. And he's getting out to attractive odds here, but. I have, I have to come back to Bullfinch with the mapping angle here. One, seven, five, and 11. Well, yeah, I've gone all eggs in the one basket here in terms of it's going to be genuinely run and it's going to set up for the closers. I've gone bold Mac just thinking that he gets a, a lovely trail here just in behind the speed. I thought he was good there first up. I know to the eye it reads like he had his chance behind Vernelli, but Vernelli got an absolute picnic, crawled, uh, and he had to zig and zag just to, to get clear at the right time. Wouldn't have made a difference in terms of the result, but he should have finished closer and his closing splits were quite good. So dry track, second up, out to the mile. He gets his chance to go one better. Bullfinch, the stalemate, he's got really good depth to his form line. No knock there. He's treading the right way and he finds the right race. 11, Bazooka. Maybe he, he's the one that the market has missed. Uh, you think he can only improve on what he did there last, uh, given he was only second up. So third up, 1,600 metres, mile, generally run race. A nice setup for him to chase back-to-back -back victories. And the other horse that I've thrown into the mix here as a bit of a roughie. Now, it does take a, a little bit of a leap of faith is Beaufort Park. Now, you look at his two runs at Randwick since Sarbasan took over his training. Behind Jojo was a man, behind Cross Talk, there's some really good depth to it. So you've got to take him on trust, but at the price, having trifecta or a first four, throw him in because I think he might run a cheeky race again. 5, 1, 11, and 13. Okay, race nine, Darren's numbers here for the ninth race on the day. One, Bullfinch, a good thing. It might even be his behind-the-gates multi-horse today. Number one, Bullfinch to beat seven star sparks. Eleven, Bazooka. And six, Knight of Power at big odds. Heard from Bjorn before. He seems like he might be on a last chance or two. One, seven, eleven, and six for Darren in race nine. Tenth and last on the day, the tab market for the tab handicap. Looks this way, a benchmark 78, 1100 metres. And number one is Classy JB, concussion plates front for the first time at $15. Number two, Munitions, earmuffs pre-race only off for the first time, visor off for the first time, $51. Number three, Rocket Tiger, $8. Four, Invincible Kiss is at $23. Number five, American President, rafter gear changes here, cheek is off first time, crossover nose band first time, earmuffs first time, tongue tie first time. So, uh, Greg throwing everything at him and he's a $13 chance. Six is out. Number seven, Liberty Sun, 19. Eight, Stoical, 34. Scratch numbers nine and 10. 11, Poor Curry Curry, $3.40. Uh, 12 and 13 are out. 14 Diamond Dealer, $8. 15 Boom Boom Basil, 26. And 16 Narito is a $2.90 favourite. 18 and 19 are out. So it's, uh, it's Narito in front of poor Curry Curry here, Brad, for the last. Yeah, scratchings take a sting out of this race, but the speed should be pretty genuine. You've got Diamond Dealer, Barrier 1, Classy JB coming across with the big weight. Boom Boom Basil's got some speed if they want to use it. Rocket Tiger, albeit being first up. And then you've got Liberty Sun and Munitions just camping behind the speed. Uh, yeah, look, um, 
I'm with Narito here, uh, short enough. I thought he was very good first up. He looks a, a horse with upside. The strong leaders, uh, McDonald getting in the sauna to stay starving to the last to ride half over here. And um, I think he just about gets the job done. The other favourite is hard to hold out if they open up for a late here. Uh, Bakari Kare, stable's going well, nice mare. She's been carefully handled and just come back well. Uh, three, Rocket Tiger is a huge watch and query after such a long break. I think he had a hip injury or something. And I reckon I've found one here. Uh, look, I'm st- everyone's sick of him. He's never won in Australia. Munitions. I took 125 to 1 this yesterday. Now, this is a beautiful race for him. You go back to that you know, that form around, well, he ran second in Norwegian Blitz and he comes out of the fast race behind I and me after travelling wide. I don't know about last start on the soft seven, but here we are. He finds third defence here in a benchmark 78 with a, with a claim. He'll run really, really well. He's not the bolter of this field and he goes in the quality. 16, 11, 3 and 2. I've gone 11, Pakari Kari. Hopefully she can go back to back. She's the type of mare that you need uh, the seas to, to part at the right time for her. But I think a few scratchings maybe help her cause. The speed still looks genuine enough. I love the three weeks between runs and I like her staying at 1,100 metres. So we know she's always had a boom. Uh, you go back to her first up effort and I think if anything, it probably flooded her rivals the margin there because it wasn't really a genuinely run race, but her turn of foot uh, meant that it didn't matter. So she's hard to beat, as the market suggests. Five, American President. Uh, he's a horse with talent. Maybe he's better suited onto a wet track, so he, he would have preferred the rains to, or the heavens to open to some extent. But I want to forgive last start. He was up to his old tricks. He wanted to lay out. I like the wide draw here. He, it kind of keeps him on the straight and narrow. Back to the trials since seven weeks between runs. So keep him safe at odds. Same can be said for Liberty Sun in terms of one that'll run well at odds. So he's got a good record at Randwick. He maps beautifully and he can bounce back to his best form in what is a pretty winnable race if he runs up to his best in 16, Narito. No knock other than the price. Uh, well found, but this is a, a very winnable race nonetheless. 11, 5, 7, 16. Last of the day, Darren Flindell has gone with number 16, Narito, to beat 11, Poor Curry Curry. One classy JB, number three, Rocket Tiger. 16, 11, 1 and 3. Before we grab Grab your best bets. Uh, a text there is that Kerry O'Keefe in the ownership of Gallant Star. Uh, Dave from Woiwoi. I'm fairly sure it is. I thought I heard um, a while back D, uh, a DW Ringland and a, a K O'Keefe. I think that's mm. I think that's correct. Great uh, cricketer and uh, a hell of a good commentator as well and very, very funny man. Um, so, Gallant Star, good luck to you, Kerry, and uh, the Ringland family there. Great day of racing ahead, guys. Um, Bit of value around the place as well. Roddy, can you recap your best and value, please? Yeah, probably got to pay the fine with the unders. I think, like, the two favourites, well, two in the market I like are Crafty Eagle by default and Titanium Power with his toughness. And I think Capistel's a really good gamble, race seven, uh, uh, number eight as well. Uh, is it race seven? Yeah, race seven, number eight, Capistel as well. Okay, Brad, your thoughts? Yeah, I've gone best race seven, number seven, Lech Vart. It looks tailor-made for her. Best value race three, number eight. And in the past what, half an hour, she's now into $7.50. So it's taken th- three days and three hours for the market to react. But that confidence is finally there. And I thought Tazarel runs a race here at, at the price. So we've gone best value race seven, number se- or best bet race seven, number seven, and value race three, number eight, and eight, six. Thank you, gents. Ron, the, uh, the text line has dried up as far as Munns goes at the moment, but that's okay. Be back soon, I'm sure. That'd be right. 
<laughs> be right. Thank you, Ron. Speak during the week. Thanks, guys. And uh, thank you, Brad. We will uh, also touch base during the week. Good luck with your tips and selections today. Will do. Thanks. Good man. Uh, Brad Gray, uh, Ron Doversy, thank you, guys. And uh, that was the Sydney Form Talk. Two minutes past nine, we shall take a break. On the other side, it's Mark Hunter and his tips and selections for the Valley today. He also has a good thing for Camberdown. A break on Saturday HQ. Mum, there goes a bunny rabbit. Where? At Bingley. Quick, call someone. It's okay, Mum, they're imaginary rabbits. It's Chinese New Year, the year of the rabbit. Very funny, Lionel. Do you have any imaginary idea for it? How about a bonus 10% Bingley gift card on selected products, $200 and above? That's a great way to celebrate Chinese New Year. I wish I had something to celebrate. Take an imaginary day off. Thanks, Mum. Don't miss our bonus Bingley gift card this Chinese New Year. Bingley, better living every day. It's a big week of harness racing at Junee from Tuesday night, January 24, with the Pacers Cup party Saturday night, January 28. Party night is sure to be a fun family night out, with on-course entertainment galore, including live music from Nathan Lamont and Jumping Castle for the kids, as well as plenty of bars, food and tap facilities, plus the mini trotters in action and mechanical bull riding. Follow the Junee Harness Racing Club on Facebook for updates. Tab has Greyhound offers on Tab. Bet fix Dodds on races 1 to 4 at Wentworth Park this Friday and Saturday night. And if your dog wins, get paid out. Plus, your stake back is a bonus bet up to $25. That's stake back for the National Derby, Futurity and Paws of Thunder at Wentworth Park this weekend, but only with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Hello, Frank Walker from National Times. Frank, you've been advertising on radio for over 25 years now. Yep, radio has built the National Tiles brand. Why has it been so effective? Well, radio builds trust. They trust our brand. It's helped make us the largest family-owned tile company in Australia. Lifetime guarantee. Frank, you had me at hello. <laughs> That's the power of radio, Grace. Discover the unlimited ways radio can build trust in your brand at commercialradio.com.au. Radio Unlimited. In a moment, the traffic. A smart man once said, remember, today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. So remember, today, buy a bottle of Windy Peak wine for the guests coming tomorrow. Here's the traffic. Absolutely everything is on sale at Freedom, with up to 25% off sofas and up to 50% off furniture and homewares. You don't want to miss this, only at Freedom. Cogra, President Avenue, Apache, both ways of West Botany Street. Special event clearways in place due to Sydney Trains track work include Redfern, Gibbon Street, both ways between Chapel Lane and Marion Street, and in Chippendale, Regent Street, southbound between George Street and Lee Street. Roselle Roadworks on Robert Street, affecting both ways between Victoria Road and Mullins Street. You could win a trip to the FIFA Women's World Cup final with Coca. Coca-Cola, plus daily match tickets or Coca-Cola merchandise. Look for specially marked packs to enter. T's and C's apply. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Interstate Form Preview, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help, 1-800-858-858. Five past nine, welcome back to the show. We always talk a bit of Melbourne form around this time on a Saturday morning and we would normally have Dean Lester with us. We've learnt in the last um, four, to, four to seven days uh, that Dean is certainly in one hell of a battle at the moment. Uh, we we wish him all the best. Uh, cancer has been found. A bone marrow was taken during the week just to find out where that 
cancer is and uh, and how it does look. So, a bit of a worrying time for Dean. As we've been saying before, uh, there is a GoFundMe page up and running. If Dino has ever tipped you into a winner, here's your chance to repay a bit back to a terrific guy. Um, I mean, look, to be fair selfishly, I talked to Dean on a Saturday morning, but I know, I mean, and that's probably about the extent of it, but I know other people who deal with him um, regularly when it comes to the form and, and everything like that. Just a terrific guy. And that GoFundMe uh, page, just jump on, just do a search for GoFundMe and Dean Lester, type in D-E-A-N-E, Lester, and it will come up. It's, it's around over $240,000 now. Great guy, in for a hell of a fight. The racing industry are rallying around him, and that is for sure. And uh, whatever you can give, I'm sure will be much appreciated. But uh, it's time to talk all things the Valley. He's one out, but I'm sure he can handle things pretty well. That's Mark Hunter. Hello, mate. Morning, Richard. What's, uh, what's, what's all the news? What's, what's happening in Melbourne at the moment? Your carnival just around the corner down there. The good horse is back soon. Yeah, they are. Not long till that, uh, the March, all the March races. We've got an absolutely cracking day here. Not a cloud in the sky. Beautiful day at the Valley. I think we can find you a few winners and, yep, hopefully send you home with a profit. Let's get stuck in, shall we? Um, I don't know if you know, Mark, but Mun's on, Mun's on holidays. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Doing... He sent, sent me photos from Noosa. Big noting up there is, yes, he said, he's already sent me a couple of photos from the surf club. Well, let, let, let's hope let's hope he stays out of trouble in, in Noosa because in recent times <laughs> has been a bit of trouble. Dr- dr- High-profile people have been in a bit of trouble up that way, so let's... Um, you know, being, Mun's being high profile, he just has to take it easy. But anyway, well, <laughs> I'm sure he behaved himself, Mun's. Okay, race one, the all-star mile on sale now. Two-year-olds, we get going, Mark, with the babies in race number one, 1,200 metres. James Cummings will have number one, Amur here, Damien Oliver, $4.40. Number two, La Zebra makes a debut here, is at $14. Threes are scratching. Number four, Some People Call Me, uh, debuts here for Mar Eustace. $2.90. Scratch number five. Number six, International. First starter here at $2.30 for Godolphin. And number seven, Meg's Magic is at $9. So number six, International, Jamie Carr, James Cummings. She's a Piero filly on debut, and she is the tab favourite for race one. Going for the well-named Some People Call Me for the Steve Miller fans by Maurice. Uh, some People Call Me... It's trolled well. It's going to be very strong. Small field, probably gets crossed and ends up on the rails. Just needing some luck from the home turn. But the way it finished the trial off, I think it's it's going to really appreciate 1,200 metres. So I'll go with it to make a winning debut here. To beat number one, Amur, who's James Cummings got the both runners. They're both good chances. I thought Amur got into a good spot. The speed suited there on debut, but won well. And race experience just counts for so much. Number six, International. Been well backed. Uh, trial was good. Wasn't in fast time. That was my little query there. And maybe number seven, Meg's Magic, might fill fourth spot. It'll show good speed. It'll get run over, but might hang on for fourth. I think four, in an even race, four just needs a bit of luck here. Four, one, six, then seven. Yeah, text line there. Uh, Dino is the punters champion. Here's that, Mark. Uh, very well said. Uh, let's go to race two at the Valley today. And here we'll have a benchmark 78 going over the 1,000 metres. There is a short prize favourite. We'll get to that horse shortly. Number one uh, is Lady Solly resumes here. $9.50 with the tab. Number two, unflinching, is that horse for Anthony and Sam Friedman. $1.80. Amy McLucas down there claiming 
23. Good to see Amy. Uh, nice uh, ride there in Melbourne. We know a lot about her up in Sydney here. That's for sure and certain. She's the queen of the highways up this way. Number three, Way to the Stars, $4.20. Uh, four's out. Number five, Young Liam is at $21. Number six, Bifrost is at $7. And number seven, uh, Jocelyn, uh, a $9 chance. Scratch number eight. Number two, Unflinching. A couple of runs back, Mark, for a couple of second placings. It's the day of the day Unflinching goes one better. It's the one to beat. Um, the early battle for the speed will be pretty crucial. You've got Unflinching in two. Uh, Young Liam in one, Lady Solly and Way to the Stars have all got speed. So Unflinching will just need a clean break, push forward. If it gets control of the race, yeah, I think it will win. If it does a bit much work, then maybe it's vulnerable. So, but we'll go with it on top. The one coming out of the pack here will be number six, Bifrost. It'll settle last, but with good speed up front, some of these leaders will get very tired. Bifrost had no cover two ago. Forget that run. Went to Stony Creek. Was given a great ride, but won well. It'll be very strong at the finish. Third pick, number three, Way to the Stars, who looked to push forward, but has got a bit of pressure inside it, making it a bit tough. And seven, Josie Lynn, picking them off as they get tired, might get into the minor money. And two... The one to beat, you just need a bit of luck in the first 100 metres, two, six, three, and seven. Race three at the Valley will be the Musk Creek Farm. Phillies and Mares benchmark 70 at the 1,000 metres for the girls here. And down the ball we go. Number one, OK to pay, $8. Number two, Gillette is a $12 chance. Number three, Bella Sorolina going really well, and she's there at $4.80 in the market. Number four, Who Shot Susie at $12. Your favourite is number five, Cartel, and is there at $3 fixed with the tab. Bit um, totes a bit of a different story. Number six, Tillotson at $9. Seven, Jezelenko, $8. Scratch number eight. Number nine, Rock Melody, 41 And number 10, Berry Bubbly in the mix here as an $8.50 chance. So race three here, Mark, for the Phillies and the Mares. Number, th- uh, number five, Cattell is a fixed favourite here at $3. How are you seeing it? It's an open race. I'm going to go with number one, OK to Pay, who's had the two runs back from a spell. It's at wide last time in the race won by Inundation. Now, it's at wide and fought on well for third. No other horse in this race could do that. Now, OK to Pay draws seven. It's got probably three leaders inside it. So it presses forward. We just need some luck here to get up outside leader, not be doing too much work. If that situation unfolds, then I think OK to Pay will be very hard to beat here. To beat five, Cotel, whose first two runs back were good. Got too far back last time, settles just behind the speed here from a good gate. Ten, very bubbly. If they go berserk up front, it's the one that'll be picking them off late. And four, who shot Susie, who will either lead or be leaders back at the worst. It's consistent and give you a good sight around the valley. So just need a bit of luck early here, number one, one, five, ten and four. Race four we go to now, the I Am Immortal First Yearlings three-year-old, benchmark 70, and going over the 1,500 metres here, number one is out. Number two is Michelotti, $8.50. Three, Proprietary, $8. Number four, Running on Time, is a $7 chance. Number five, a 77 at $26. Dominant favourite, number six, is Shuffle Dancer, $1.60. Uh, $1.60 fixed, $1.50 on the tote. Number seven, Field the Moment, is a $6 chance. And number eight, and Best to throw at the stumps at $201. It's all about shuffle dancer here. Mark, can you, you look elsewhere or is it just the favourites race? 
the favourites race. I think it's got a bit on them, Shuffle Dancer. It, uh, I'll be very, very surprised if it doesn't win and win by a good margin. Out of that race last time, we've seen Ballet Rich come out and win. We've seen Electric Bell win, Jennifer Wish win, Forest Diamond run terrific. And you could argue that Shuffle Dancer was the best run in the race. Field of seven, it probably settles somewhere like second last. But we just need pick them off, not run into any trouble, and I think Shuffle Dancer will win by a good space here. Placings to come from number two, Michelotti, who's fitter for two runs back, gets a good run just behind the speed with the claim. Number four, running on time. Unimpressive on debut, then led a small field and dictated at Mornington. Wide gate, and this is harder, and seven field the moment, who scooted around Cranbourne to win. That's always a bit flattering. This is a harder race. I think six will win by panels, six, two, four, and seven. Okay, takes us on to race five here at the Valley today. Mark Hunter going through his tips and selections, and we go on to race five here, and we'll have a benchmark 78 at the 2,040 metres. Your market has number one, Iran Bay, at $8.50. The favourite is number two, uh, Ain't No Deal Done, and is there at $4, and is the fixed favourite at $4. Number three, Zoltan, at $19. Four, Shandon Burge, Five fifty, five Highland Jack six fifty, eight Hint the Stars thirty four, seven Tara Mansour thir- uh, twenty three dollars. Number eight Independent Road a ten dollar chance. Number nine Prospectus at sixteen. Number ten The Nephew equal favourite there at four dollars and scratched number eleven. So numbers two and ten four dollar favourites here. Shandon Burge right there and then Highland Jack Mark for race five. I think the nephew's an each way special here, Richard. It's it's a horse that ran well from the back in a leaders race here two ago, then went to Sandown and River Plate just dictated up front, booted away, and the nephew tried hard but couldn't run it down. Back out to two thousand metres, senior jockey goes on, gate one. It will need some luck. It'll be about fifth or sixth inside, with a bit of traffic in front of it coming to the six hundred, so we just need a bit of luck and I think if that happens the nephew won't miss to beat number five, Highland Jack who ran on well two ago, suited by the speed last time but won well. It's in good form and gets a good run for Blake Shin. Two ain't no deal done. You saw it up there, didn't have the best of luck last time. All its racing has basically been on big tracks. Now, probably settles last year and just not sure it'll get around the valley and it's going to need the tempo to work out okay for it but can win and maybe number eight independent road who was half a run short two runs ago. I liked it last time. It missed the kick, got into an awful spot. It draws wide here with some pressure inside it and just needs some luck. I think with any luck at all, 10's an each way special, 10, 5, 2 and 8. Race 6, first leg of the quaddy out of the valley today. We'll have a benchmark 64, 1,200 metres. It's the $80,000 race on the day. Number one, Harbin is at $6. Number two, Ice Picnic is a $2.30 favourite. Three, Lord Paramount, $8. Scratch numbers four and five. Six, Vongolay, $23. Seven, Swift Hit, 41 Number eight, the Haas is in the mix here at six dollars. Uh, got the job done first up. Number nine, she's booming uh, for Team Hawks there at ten dollars. Ten, Vientiane. Seen a bit of her in Sydney. She's thirteen dollars. Eleven, Harmonious Senora at fifteen dollars. And twelve, Media Empire. The Ruffy at one hundred and twenty-six dollars. So number two here, Ice Pick Nick, a two dollar thirty favourite here. Mark, is that kind of price justified? Oh, it's a top pick. It's pretty short. It's had the two runs back. It, it didn't handle the heavy first up, but still ran well. Then last time at the Valley, 
got held up at a crucial stage. I don't think it would have won, but would have finished a little bit closer. Jamie Carr takes the ride. It's got a tricky little gate. All, all the horses inside it can settle pretty much the same spot or maybe just in front of it. So it doesn't want to get posted, but I think it's the one to beat. I think the danger is number one, Harbin. The other two I'm taking in the quality two and one. Harbin was just too keen last time. It's got the blinkers off here. It falls down to the rails, gets the absolute runner race leaders back, and with a two-kilo claim will be strong. Three Lord Paramount. Maybe it's got some hope. It's a nice run behind them. I'm not sure it's going to run a strong 1,200 metres. And then eight, the Haas. It and she's booming are your likely leaders. I just went with the Haas for fourth because it's drawn one and might be able to hold them out. Two, the one to beat but short odds. One, the danger. Two, one, three, and eight. On to race number seven, and uh, this is the Gav Disco Neville, 50th. <laughs> Makes you wonder, Mark. He must have been okay on the dance floor, uh, Gav, a few years ago. Good on you, Gav. Happy 50th here. Number one, uh, we're going over the, the 1,200 metres, by the way. Benchmark 84 for race seven. Uh, Paz Molotru, number one, is at $41. Number two, Bill the Boxer, second up at $4.20. Number three, Watch Me Dance is a $26 chance. Four is out. Number five, uh, number five, Sacred Palace, $9. Number six, Conqueror. It's the Hong Kong Conqueror. The Sydney Conqueror is now Noble Conqueror. So Conqueror, um, former Hong Kong horse, is at $26. Seven, Coles Ridge at $23. Favourite is number eight, Dance to Dubai, and is $2.50 with the tab. Number nine, Exeter at $18. Ten, Strip Back, 11. Number 11, Hickok, 15. Uh, 12, Fine Dane at $23. And 13, April Lemaire is a $13 chance. So, again, the Moody Yard uh, with a favourite here, Mark, in Dance to Dubai sits there as a 250 favourite for race seven. Yeah, I think I've tipped him to win four races, Peter Moody, and this one should win Dance to Dubai. It was a really good ride last time, went forward, was aggressive, found the top, made the favourite work, and then was too strong. It should be the same situation here. It's got Apro the Moor inside it and Fine Dane out wider as early battle for the lead, but I think if Carlene Heffel's positive... Dance to Dubai can get control of the race. Fitter for that last win. Two kilo claim. Should be winning. I think number 13, Apre Lemur, can run a place. It draws down low. If it just sits on the back of Dance to Dubai, get every chance. It's got a great place chance. 12, Fine Dane. It's got no weight. It'll push forward. Give, give you a good side up on the speed. And Fire Sacred Palace. I think it will be a, a leader fence dominated race. And Sacred Palace will be midfield, poking through from gate one. Might get into the minor money. Eight should lead all the way, 8, 13, 12 and 5. Race 8 at the Valley, good class of galloper here, a benchmark 100 going over the mile for race 8 on the day. And the market sees number 1, Explosive Jack, resuming here, $31. Number 2, Corner Pocket, is right there at $5. Number 3, So Sabon, what a marvel he is. He's a $12 chance in this race. Number 4, v- uh, Nerve, not Verve, pretty classy man resumes here, but she's big odds at $71. Five is out. Number six, Savannah Cloud, $3.90 and the favourite. Seven, a session at $10. Number eight, playoffs is $16 resuming here. Nine's out. Number 10, don't doubt Dory, 23. 11, pounding is there at $4. And number 12, Munamek is right in the mix as well at $5.50. So a nice little competitive betting race here. Long way off is race eight, Mark, but uh, how are you seeing the eighth of the valley? I think pounding's an each way certainty here, Richard. It draws gate two. 
you got corner pocket probably leads or Savannah Crown, one of them will lead, but either way, Pounding will drop down to the fence. It'll be absolute runner race third. It'll be sitting there with 53 kilos all ready to go, and I think it'll win. Um, certainly, I can't see how it doesn't run one, two, three if you want to back it each way to beat number 12, Monomac, who chased well last time, gets down on the minimum here with 53, gets a good run just behind the speed, will run well. Two corner pocket. The mile is the little query, but last time it ran over the mile, you certainly wouldn't say it was weak, so it can lead for a long way. And six Savannah Cloud, who's absolutely flying. This is a harder race, and if it's got to sit outside corner pocket and be strong at the mile, I'm not sure it's capable of doing that. I think 11, just an each way special here, 11, 12, 2 and 6. And that takes us to the ninth and last at the Valley here. We finish off with a benchmark 70 going over the mile. Number one, Eureka Street, $61. Scratch number two, three, Comanche Brave, $61. Four, Falls at 34 Number five, I'm a Shelby is a $12 chance. Six, Regal, Amazon, 14 Seven, Euro Dandy is there at $4.60. Eight, Shock em Over at $9. Scratch number nine will see him in Sydney later on. Number 10, Cesar, is an $11 chance. 11, San Fabrizio, 18. Uh, number 12, Tessa, is at $17. 13, uh, three and fourpence, an $8 chance. 14's out. The favourite is number 15, Hennessy Lad, at $4.20. Number 16, Trudeau, 34. 17, Tiafilo Star, $41. 18, Commodus at $15. And 19 is out. So last of the day here, Mark, race number nine, where we have number 15, Hennessy Lad, as a $4.20 favourite. Yeah, it's an open race, Richard, but I'm going to go with Hennessy Lad. I think it just gets the beautiful run. There's a decent enough speed. It should be lobbing right behind him, third or fourth on the fence. Had to chase for the big weight last time. To beat number seven, Euro Dandy, who's come back from a spell in terrific order. Blake's in to ride. Parks midfield just needs some luck. Number five, I'm a Shelby, who will go forward, sit up on the speed, racing consistently. And eight, Shock em Over. Probably the best horse in the race, Shock em Over. It, it will settle near last, and I'm not sure. We'll see how the pattern goes by this time of the day with the firming track. It's trolled well. I'm sure it'll run on. Just the track might be against it here. 15, 7, 5, and 8. Okay, Mark, time for your best in value out of the valley today, please. Yeah, the best has got in very short, but race 4, number 6, Shuffle Dancer, is the best bet of the day. The value, race 3, number 1, okay to pay. Let's look towards Camperdown. It is actually Camperdown Cup Day. Race 7, the feature, worth $50,000, but you're keen on something there in race 6, by the looks, Mark. Yeah, Camperdown can be... There can be one lane. This day, usually, Richard, there's one lane on the fence that absolutely dominates. So you've got to be a little wary. But race six, number one, Sir Domingo's drawn barrier two. It's had no luck at all. It's certainly a winnable race. It'll probably park midfield over the 1,000 and just need some luck up the straight. So I like race six, number one, Sir Domingo. Good man. Well played, Mark. We'll do it again next Saturday morning. Have a great day. Thanks, Richard. Mark Hunter, I'll uh, get his tips and selections out across the socials uh, pretty soon. And uh, we're always good to chat with him on a Saturday morning. Popular tips to form analysts. As is Dean Lester, I'll remind you, um, just jump onto, onto GoFundMe, type in the name Dean Lester. And uh, again, as I say, if he's ever 
guided you into a winner along the way. Uh, here's your chance to try and repay and help a man out who has a, a fair health battle ahead. He's always, uh, not always had his health issues, but we know with Dino things have never been all that straightforward and he's a great guy, champion guy, hell of a good tipster, but a good person first and foremost and he needs our help at the moment. The GoFundMe page there for Dean Lester. There's a horse coming to Sydney today for the last race. He's interesting. He's really interesting. He's trained by Scott Spackman, the horse's rocket tiger, and Scott's joined us for a chat. Good morning, Scott. Morning, Richard. How are you? Well, uh, very well. Thanks for um, thanks for joining us. Now, half a bit of late notice, but we do we do appreciate it. But I just thought, you know, th- this is a horse, and I mean, you tell us he's he's always been a fair talent. What are you expecting today? Oh, uh, Richard, it's just a pleasure to have him back back to the races. To be honest with you, um, he's he's hundred percent. Sound, um, finally, finally got him back to where we where, where we need him. So um, I'm just wrapped with the horse. I can't fault him. Um, as far as his work is, it's spot on, and uh, he's just got to reproduce that two-year-old career. And he could do anything. What What was that reason he's been away for a little while? Well, he he hurt his shoulder after the slipper. Um, he went over a fence and had a hairline fracture of the shoulder. Uh, then we went through all the protocols and everything to get him back to the races, and we took him to Flemington for his first up run. Um, he was spot on that day, but just had enough of being in work. Um, he sort of had four weeks in the paddock uh, in that 12-month period because of, of the rehab. Um, so on advice, just knowing that the way the horse is, he, he wasn't himself, and uh, he was a cranky little man, so we decided to uh, give him a good break and let him be a horse for a bit and just bring him back nice and steady this time in and uh, aiming, aiming for, for better races down the track, hopefully. Oh, I know it's a little bit of a cliche, Scott, but uh, you know, blessings in disguise. Physically, what are we going to see when he gets to Ramwick today? He's, uh, he's, he probably hasn't grown a great deal, but he's, he's filled out. He's, he's a big, like he's a big strong, like he's a little strong man now. Um, and he just He's, he's just a happy horse again, um, finally, finally happy again. And I just know his demeanour. It's, it's just, it's just been a one this time in, and it's, I, I'm just so excited to, to have him back. Uh, Aaron Bullock, you wouldn't have a lot of dead weight there with Aaron. Great to see him get a chance. He is 60 kilos, and um, yeah, if there's one man who's keen to show his wares in town, it is Aaron. Well, I've got a little bit of an association with Aaron. Um, okay. Aaron had a, w- a winner for me when he was an apprentice. Um, wow. He came all the way down to Wagga and uh, rode a horse called uh, Romancing to Win for me on Australia Day, and he was claiming one and a half back then. Um, and he just rode it like Jimmy Moore, um, <laughs> absolute pearl of a ride for a kid. And um, I've been following him ever since, and just haven't really had the opportunity to use him. And when this, when when we got there with sixty on our back, um, we had a couple of plans in our heads, but I just said to Noel and uh, and uh, Scotty that we're better off going with someone that's where he doesn't carry the dead weight. Mm. Um, so I thought Aaron would be the ideal scenario. How so do that's you, why we went down that path. How do you see things working out when the gates open today? What would you like to see happen? I'd like to see him about, oh, worst case scenario, um, midfield with cover. Um, but I'm sort of hoping he'll be a little bit closer than that. Um, firstly, Aaron's got to make up his mind when he when they jump because he does begin very well. Um, he just does. I just don't think we need to lead or anything like that. It'd be silly. Um, 
We just need to work out where, where they are all pan out. Like, he should be able to slide across and be, you know, one off the fence or something, hopefully, midfield, and then uh, give it to him in the straight. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Scott. I, I just I just look at that second to home affairs. <laughs> and, oh. and I think that's pretty handy form. He, he cost himself that day, the little bugger. <laughs> um, he decided to uh, have a fight with poor ladies and and uh, he, he had to push, push to get out and then he then he thought he had to go on with it. Is so that, is that with, with Paul Ellie? Yeah. Well, that's, he said, that's a task. <laughs> yeah, so he just went and pushed him out of the road and decided to go out there and get him again and... <laughs> Caused a bit of carnage in that. He did a couple other horses like King of Sparta and horses like that sort of got their momentum taken away too from what he did. But um, he was he was entitled to take the run, so 